0: Joe Rogan podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience.
1: Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day.
2: Justin Foster hey. comes from Texas. He's a comedian. That should be your new intro. That man. is, thank you very much. Yeah, fuck credits, dude. Fuck all that comedy central nonsense. Just,
3: just hand the MC a card with the song yeah, on it. Just
2: sing this bitch. <laughs> sing it like your children are in trouble. A
3: minor, or I'm yeah. not doing the time.
2: Hit hit the high notes too. Don't crackle. Uh, we met Justin when we were doing the Addison improv a couple years ago, right? It's three, four years Longer ago. Longer than
3: that. It's like five or six, Was I think. It really? Yeah, it's been a while. God
2: yeah, damn time flies, yeah. son. But he was uh, very funny then. since then he's gone downhill. yeah strong, I, I peaked know. two years <laughs> in.: <laughs> you were I was, it was uh, very fun to see that Texas, especially Dallas and, at, and, and that one club, has like a real community. Yeah. We came in the first time we came in, like we did a show before the show, like Ari and someone else was a part of: uh, It was Joey. Was it Joey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, um, you, had, you guys had a showcase night where there was like a gang of like local comics went up. Right. And you went up and um, who was the other cat that we were just talking about? that? John went, Toll. John Toll, Toll yeah. went up and there was a few other ones but you had like a real community.
3: Yeah, Dallas has got a good, a good comedy scene.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was cool to know or cool to find out. I didn't know before, so yeah. it's always nice to see, like, it's all, all you need is, like, one club where there's a couple of funny dudes that get together and then the open mic night kind of kicks ass every week. People keep coming back. All right. you have to do, but everybody's so short-sighted. They don't do the open mics anymore because open mics don't make any money.
3: Right. Nobody, yeah, that's a, that's a problem is nobody really comes in for that because the headliners coming in that weekend.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's not even that no one comes in for that. The clubs, the local clubs, are missing out on an opportunity to raise local talent. It'll, it'll save you money. Like, you don't have to pay for their hotel room. They live nearby. Right. And it also will ensure that you always have a good show and you could start doing. These shows on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, well, you might be dark, and you could make a lot of money doing that if you just had a real local scene.
3: And that was the cool thing about that club, and they're still like that, but they'll be like, if a headliner only wants to do two shows on Saturday, they'll be like, okay, well, we'll do an 11.30 show, but we'll give it to all the local guys.
2: Right. Like, nobody you know, nobody yeah. really
3: does that anymore.
2: Smart. Yeah. If people get off work, like, say if you got off work at 10.30, and you know that there's an 11.30 show, they're like, fuck them, man, let's go to the improv. Have a couple of drinks. It's always a good show. The local guys are always good. Right. You know, there was a, this time in Boston where there were no visitors, that everything was all handled locally. It sounds crazy to people today, but the only people that played, that came in from out of town were like, Jerry Seinfeld would do a concert. George Carlin would do a concert. Right. But there was very few like comedians came in and did like a week at the club. And it was all supported by local talent. And because of that, there was this amazing wealth of local talent. And a place like Dallas, is taking that same concept, you know, that Addison improv, and they were just running with it. Is it still like that now? It's it's
3: gotten better now because there's there's another club. uh, There's two other clubs, and there's, like, bar shows, and there's, like, underground shows, and, like, it's it's a really cool
2: scene now. So important. Every improv should have an open mic night. Someone should just sit them down and say, listen, this is like you're planting a garden. It might actually cost you money the first year because you've got to buy all your seeds and your your machinery and you might not it might be cheaper for you to go out and buy the food but don't do it right stick with it because if you stick with it you can have a real comedy scene and then you build a fan base and so mm-hmm. when you got a
3: headliner that comes in that's not necessarily going to draw a lot of people you go well I got two local guys who we've been developing for the last three years they'll help yeah and, and they don't need a hotel room and they'll do it for nothing
2: yeah and you'll, you'll educate people about comedy in general more people will be aware of right. good, of good comedy yeah when a scene develops like that, it's such a cool fucking thing to watch. Like Denver, there's one, Wendy in Denver, who owns a Comedy Works, she did it all on her own. Like, essentially, she created the, the Denver and cultivated the, De- the Denver comedy scene with those Comedy Works clubs. Right. She's got two of them there. And she's got a whole system as far as, like, open micers. So they go from open mic to middle act, middle act to headliner. And they, they cultivate these local people, and they've been doing it forever. Yeah. And because of that, there's all these funny people. Like, if you go to see a local show on, a, like, a Monday night or what have you, it's a lot of funny comedians. Yeah.
3: And Austin's the same way, too. Austin, like, if you go into, like, Cap City on a a Tuesday night, it's always a really good show also.
2: Yeah. And that's a perfect example because Austin is, like, a real hang, too. Right. Like, comics, like, whenever I'm in town, I always see comics that are also in town, like, hanging out at the bar. You know, guys who are working at the Velveeta room will come over or what have you. Right. You know, there's clubs that are, like, hangs. Where comics will like
3: meet up. Yeah, the improv is good like that. In Addison, there's a club called Hyenas in Dallas where they have a big bar area. So they do the open mic and say they don't make a lot of money off ticket sales. But now you've got forty comics hanging out the bar until two a.m. You're gonna right. make, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you're gonna make money.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And again, it's it's one of those things where you can't look at it as a like a straight, flat business move. You have to look at it as a part of owning a business. A part of owning a comedy club, a critical part is supporting the community. And right. they fuck up with that. These big, giant places, they don't have open mic nights. It's It happens a lot now, much more so than when I was coming up. When I was coming up, it seemed like during the 80s, Comedy got so big and so crazy that everywhere you looked, there was an open mic night. There mm-hmm. were so many of them. They were everywhere. And every club had one. Every club. Stitches had one. Knicks had one. All these different clubs in town had one. And it would seem like every time you would go local or you'd go to a a road gig, the local comics would have an open mic night as well. It was like everyone always had one. It was a part of having a comedy club. You had an open mic night. And you would ask guys, like, when's your open mic night? Oh, we do Sunday nights. Oh, we do Monday. You know, it was just a standard thing. But then they started creating these big, monstrous fucking clubs that seat, like, like like right. stand up live in Phoenix is six hundred fucking people. San right? Jose, San Jose Improv Palace. Yeah. yeah, that ancient Improv is the most beautiful old theater. It's an amazing old theater. The San Jose Improv, you ever performed there? No, that's no, I haven't done that. Fuck, once. that place United is 20th. amazing. Fuck, it's so. they their twentieth, are you? Yeah, it's so gorgeous. It's just a beautiful, beautiful old theater. Like, it has a feel to it. Like, right. when you're walking backstage, like, this place has been, people have enjoyed things in this place, like, for a long-ass time. But it's huge, you know? How many does it seat? I don't know, 500, 450? Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, like the uh, old Tempe Improv was like four fifty, right? That yeah. was about four fifty. Yeah, those places, it's hard to do an open mic night when you got four hundred fifty. When seats. you've got nine people up front yeah. and a
3: four hundred fifty, yeah,
2: it's hard to also have a local headliner, you know, because you got four hundred fifty yeah. seats to fill. You don't really take that chance. You go with a, you know, whatever, Rob Schneider, you know, whatever, you know, you go go with someone who has a name, yeah, maybe over someone who's a, a local guy who would be maybe even funnier but it's people don't know about it. They him. don't
3: know who it is, right? Yeah.
2: But Bo- in Boston they all knew about it. Everybody knew about Lenny Clark. Like when I, I remember when I was telling people that I was trying to be a stand-up, they would say, "Oh, you know, I saw Steve Sweeney last month." You know, like everyone knew the local guys. Right. But Boston is like that with bands too. Like Boston supports local bands. Like anybody that was like Boston that was big always came back to Boston like Aerosmith and they were yeah. celebrated, you know.
3: Yeah, Boston does have a good music. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Boston had a great mu- music scene. it Still does. They have a lot of like clubs. Like, but it's just a smart fucking town. Too bad it's cold as fuck. <laughs> I would totally live there. If they could move Boston to Texas, I'd move there in a, Sounds like a goddamn
1: heartbeat. You would you would move back to Boston if just the weather was a little bit better?
2: Yeah, I would just live outside of town. I wouldn't live in the city. The city's too hostile. You get gotta... hear those voices of those women <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I'm already married. Good. Dude, but keep... Just
1: hearing them, you'll be at a, like, Target and you'll hear it.
2: I'm to keep my pants zipped up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh.
2: What are you, queer? <laughs> Look I at just, these deals. There was a girl we've talked about this girl to the end of time when we were in Boston. She was just drunk and just Yeah. In the audience? No, she was it was out after the show. We were trying to get something to eat. They had like this one of those uh you know, street carts that serve like sausage sandwiches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we were all waiting around and this, this chick was just so hammered. She said to me, You think you're all fear Ha! <laughs> That's what started my hate for Boston women right there. It's like the chick. What was that movie with Christian Bale where he was like the crackhead and it's like the the nine sisters? My friend was having sex with a girl from Boston, and while he was having sex with her, she goes, You're gonna tell your friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he would say. (laughs) It's all we'd be out to dinner, and he was just in the middle of dinner, You're gonna tell your friends. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so. Drunk and exhausted yeah. and beaten by life Haggard. while they're having sex. You're gonna tell your friends.
1: <laughs> the, uh, the girls that are from Boston that live here in LA know how to hide it very well, but then once in a while, <laughs> right. they just snip out it'll and go, come what out. What was yeah.
2: that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, I knew it. They get drunk and angry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Start fights. That's Start you know scratching you Boston. with their
1: nails. <laughs> this isn't a market. This Boston. What?
2: Yeah, it's the same. Th- yeah, something like that. They call this the Boston market. <laughs> come on. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus!
1: Dude, I went to Boston Market. They have these Coca Cola machines. Have you seen them where it's like touchscreen, and you can be like, "Yeah, uh, I'll have no. I'll have Mel Yellow uh, Zero. They make Mel Yellow Zero. What grape, mellow, yellow, zero flavor? It's five hundred flavors. It, it's it's like it's like a uh, formula that Coke don't want, doesn't want to spend the money to mass market because it's like I don't think that many people is going to like it. But they have now put it in one machine, so you taste all these flavors that are unreleased.
2: Yeah, I've it's tried crazy. done that at movie theaters. Yeah, movie theaters have those. You can add like a bunch of shit and some of the more sophisticated movie theaters. Yeah, but I just go Diet Coke. Really? That's why even Coke Zero. I don't want to take any chances. What the fuck anybody's doing with Coke Zero to make it all Coke Zero? <laughs> What's better for you? Coke Zero diet? They're both fucking terrible for you, right? I should be just, should be just drinking water.
1: You know how the, the famous thing is that Mexican Cokes use uh, real sugar? Yes. They're about to change that, and you do it the American formula way. God damn it. <laughs> because
2: there's a couple of Mexican joints in L.A. that I go to just because they have those bottle Cokes from Mexico right. that have real sugar in them, real cane sugar. We're such cunts. We ruin everything. They're just not fat enough. People aren't fat enough. They want to add more corn syrup. These Mexicans are just coming out a little too lean. We need to corn syrup them up. They probably made some horrible deal with some corn manufacturer, some giant conglomerate. Right. Yeah. Somebody should step up and make uh, a, like a sugar cane sugar soda that's not as bad for you. it's probably all just as bad oh. for you anyway.
1: I just had a Stevia-based uh, cola that I bought at Trader Joe's. <laughs> what What are the what, Horrible. It's, you know it tastes like like shitty generic Coke because you know Coke and Pepsi have a flavor that's why they're famous and you know right. you get like an RC and you're like, Ugh. well this was like generic cola but then like as if it was sitting out opened in the refrigerator for three weeks and then shut back up you know so you're oh, just drinking like uh, flat yeah, it's
2: awful with stevia <laughs> it's horrible yeah tab well Coke Coca-Cola actually uses cocaine. You know, that's not a is myth. Is that true? I thought that yeah. was a... R- is that real? No, it's not a myth at all. They use the coca leaves. And the actual company that extracts the cocaine from the coca leaves that y- they use to make coke, mm-hmm. there's no cocaine in Coca-Cola, right? but there used to be. But the flavor is still the same because of the fact that they used this stuff. What are you, what are you showing me, man? This is an
1: old tab commercial that based, was based on conspiracy theories for tab cola. Really? <laughs> yeah.
2: It had a big... That's a tab was after my own heart. It had a Bigfoot. Yeah. Hmm, that's a tab commercial? Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Nothing screams
3: soda pop like <laughs> conspiracy Where was theories. I? Where was I? Was Boy, I I'm talking? thirsty.
2: What was I talking about? Cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. Oh, so the, the largest medical manufacturer of cocaine is actually connected directly to Coca-Cola. They take their their coca leaves, they extract the cocaine out of it, they use it for medical cocaine, and then Coke uses those coca leaves without the cocaine in it for a flavor. Really? Yeah, they've done it forever. That's why Coca-Cola is a very unique flavor. If you compare it to Pepsi, Pepsi can suck it. How about that? Yeah, I just right. said. Thank you. Boom. They're not as good. Nope. It's not as good. Coca-Cola was the original one. They have the original cocaine flavor. And look, there's something to that flavor that's, it's a little bit tangier, a little tastier. There's a little something to it. Pepsi's like, Pepsi's like a girl who didn't need to get a nose job but got one anyway. Like, Why, damn it. Why'd you do that? I say the people that invented that should Coke. be a commercial for Coke, right there. Yeah. Please, somebody
1: from the Coca Cola company. It's just <laughs> a guy going, "Yo, we
2: used to put Coke in this." Not that I wouldn't drink Pepsi in a heartbeat or Diet Pepsi. I don't avoid it. I just prefer Diet Coke.
3: Yep. San for Texas, Dr Pepper.
2: Dr Pepper's yeah, much man. better than both of them. How about yeah. that? How about that? How about root beer's the shit. Yeah, bottled root beer. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. man! What is that one kind of root beer that you always get at like the really nice delis? It's in like the old schooly fucking uh, like Abbott Brothers bottle. Barks. IBC. I- oh, IBC, IBC yeah. yeah, IBC, yeah, 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 that stuff's the shit. Mm-hmm. They make a diet rupee that doesn't even make you feel like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. Just the actual good. one though, if you can act, you know, I've been gluten free for a while, but if, if I really decide to go on a bender, I'm gonna go to that Cavaretta's and get a sausage sub. With a fucking real root beer. Mm. A root where you just feel it. You feel the whole thing. I wonder what they use. IBC. What do they use? It's IBC, right? What do they yeah. use in there? Let's see the ingredients. Roots and be- you-
1: Watch it be beer. Back in the day, they used to it actually be, was a beer. Things were a lot funner back in the day. <laughs> Coke used to have Coke and right. root beer yeah. used to be beer. Right. And
2: heroin used to be legal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Molly,
1: Molly <laughs> Butter was actually a really good time. Right. Molly Butter? <laughs> There was no molly butter, right? I can't believe they... it's not molly. <laughs> when did they
2: <laughs> When did they discover molly? Uh, I don't know. Is it molly just ecstasy? Okay, they have corn syrup and think... this shit. IBC root beer, though delicious, has high fructose corn syrup. So I think they all do, man. Yeah. I don't think anybody rocks a, a soda with sugar anymore. What about New York seltzer?
1: Whatever happened to those guys? Ugh. That
2: root beer was kind of mm. weird. Remember root beer? New York seltzer root beer? Yeah, what was that cherry Coke? Dr. something cherry Coke? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, cherry cola doctor and he would have, make sh- a root beer it or wasn't two. Dr. Scholl's because that would be Let's gross say, yeah Dr. <laughs> Scholes cherry cola god this tastes doctor. like feet <laughs> I just typed <laughs> Dr. cherry cola not Dr. pepper There was like you know it was a, it was another deli one like if you went to a lot of delis. Get it at Boston it. Market. Boston. That's a Get terrible. Get the Dr. Schneider. You guys are <laughs> both <laughs> awful. You sound like Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, oh, come here. That doesn't sound clearly like Boston Canadian. at all. No, it's not clearly Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Dr. something. You're just naming <laughs> shit now. <laughs> Mr. It, Thunder. Dr. Beverage. Is it Dr. or Mr.? I don't know. Mr. Pibb? No, no, that's... No, that's a Dr. Pepper There's off. a doctor one. Isn't there a doctor one? I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Dr. Kevlaki. Like, yes. Oh, it keeps <laughs> pulling me Dr. Pepper. Dr. Soda? Dr. McGillica. Oh, you're making shit up. Now, <laughs> that's it. Folks. That's the one. Dr. McGillica. you making shit up now. The well, there's... Austin is one of the few places that has, uh, like, places where people will wait in line for hours and hours and hours. Austin has that one, um... Uh, barbecue place? What is it called? Stubbs? No, S- Franklin's S- or something like S- that. What is the new one? There's a new crazy barbecue place in Austin. I Bart don't know. Shaffir but fear just went there. He told me it's worth it. Is really? It, is it the yeah. place
1: that looks like it looks like a house, but there's like a line going down the street just to wait? Yeah. For you? It's, it's probably literally somebody's house. Yeah. I fucking love Texas. Do you miss Texas living out here in LA? Or I do. do?
3: I do. Yeah. I've, like I said, I, I fought living here like the first year. I Franklin like, I don't Barbecue. And now, yeah, now I enjoy Franklin it.
2: barbecue.: Franklin barbecue. This is the spot. If you go there, pack a lunch, get there early. It take you hours, you got to wait in line. And Ari was like, "How could this possibly be worth it?" And then he said he sat down, he was like, "Oh my God, it's worth it. Really? How long did he yeah. wait? Uh, more than an hour. Oh, he's standing bad. outside for an hour, like an asshole in the middle of the summer. Uh, I think he was there for South by Southwest but Anthony Bourdain waited in line too he, on his TV show. He did the whole deal like everybody else waited in they line. Couldn't for like play, an he hour didn't want to go to the front. He didn't want to. He wanted the full experience. experience yeah. That's the experience. The experience is not just eating. If there's a place that always has a line, the experience is waiting in line. Right. Like I was just in Nashville and they have some place that on Sunday morning, it's some pancake spot. You fucking can't get in there. There's a giant line it's that a list. lasts an hours. People get there early and they Spit wait for hours. black guy with a clipboard. You <laughs> get the pancakes.
1: Oh I, thought, oh, I thought you said, is there a mist? Like you couldn't see it. You're like, I can't get in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a giant fog. Why would you think mist? I
2: thought he said <laughs> he mist. Said and I'm like, and he said like, a line. He said there's a line. Wouldn't you think list would go with line? You know what this restaurant needs? A no. smoke machine. <laughs> there's something about mist. Maybe <laughs> I can't get in there. a magic, maybe. Maybe it's magic that you can make these people wait in line for fucking pancakes. Uh, check the- <laughs> it's a wizard. Check this place out. Mm. Yeah, that looks so delicious. See, that's
3: what I miss about living out here, because they always have these Texas barbecue places out here, and you oh. get there, and it's never as oh, good. Oh, let
2: me fix you up real quick. Hoggly Wogglies in that? Van Nuys. Hoggly Woggly? God damn, dude. It's one of the best barbecue places on the planet Earth, really? and it's here. Fuck All yeah. Right. You never been to Dr. Hoggly Wogglies? No. I went there yesterday, son. Really? It's incredible. Right. It's in a very shady neighborhood. Uh, but i it go is, to Compton to get barbecue. It today. It is legit as all fuck. Hoggly Wogglies is the bomb diggity dude. You'll eat there. The ribs, the brisket, the fucking everything. Their french fries oh, are dude, legit. It it's so good. It's the, without a doubt the best barbecue in all of Los Angeles. Okay. Fact. It's fucking oh, outstanding. That. They have like s- the bread is sweet and when you're eating the barbecue like with the bread it's like oh my Christ. <laughs> they have buckets of sauce they leave on the table, hot, mild. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. All right. That place is super legit. And the decor hasn't changed since like 1953. But is there mist? <laughs> is there, there mist a lot there? Of mist. Okay, good. There's mist in your eyes when you're eating because you're crying because you can't believe how good it is.
3: I drove to uh Bledsoe's in Compton. They had pretty good barbecue, oh, no. but yeah.
2: Bledsoe's in yeah. Compton. Yeah, Ooh. it's
3: always good to have barbecue in there's bars on the one side of the restaurant. Yeah, that delivery. sounds... <laughs> yeah. <They laughs> deliver. You want them knowing where you live?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, there's some places that you have to go to for the food. Have you done uh, chicken and waffles yet at Roscoe's? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did Roscoe's. It's one yeah, of those places. That was like the you have to thing go did, there. Yeah. And
3: I did Pink's. I stood in line for an hour for, for a fucking hot dog. That's nonsense. Yeah, that Pink's was Pink's is nonsense. Yeah.
2: Pink's is a trick. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. Dr. It's Brown's. Not Dr. Brown's. That's They're... what it was. Dr. <laughs> yeah. Because they have cream soda and the cherry soda, too. Pink's is just a regular hot dog. It's just a hot dog. There's not even like a super gourmet nope. like but, butcher see. shop hot dog where you, they snap when you bite into them. They're not even that. They're just regular hot dogs.
3: It's that sheep mentality, though. When people
2: see a mm-hmm. line,
3: they go, oh, i has
2: got to do this. I
3: drove by the other day. There was only like two people in line. Never saw that before. I'm like, oh, I, two people?
2: People are That's catching how, on. I'm like, nah. <laughs> That's how Entourage did six seasons. It's right. Or, it's the same thing. Or like
3: the shitty club <laughs> when they make everybody stand outside before they open to think that, oh, this is yeah. a cool. And there's nobody inside it's a yeah.
2: smart move make everybody stand outside right. and then you let them through and they just run in they go hey wait <laughs> right. what the fuck it's like when, when
3: Six Flag opens
2: <laughs> <laughs> go charge it into this empty hall yeah, yeah there's, there's some spots that are worth traveling to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles without a doubt is one and, and that's another one if I ever go off the, gl- the gluten diet oh boy am I gonna fuck up some chicken and waffles <laughs> who would have ever thought that would be an amazing combination but it's perfect
1: I recommend Dominic's by the Beverly Center
2: um, Delmonico's Pizza, uh, on Fairfax, right across the street from another awesome place, Cantor's Deli. Cantor's Deli. Best pastrami in all of Los Angeles. Best people eye candy just, too. Really, you like those? I mean, just
1: looking around, who goes there? You know, you're there oh, at three yeah. in the morning. It places packed with crazies.
2: Running into comics there all the time. Seth Rogen was there the other day. I, I, I'm always running into people. Last time I was there, I ran into Marin, and I've run into Jeff Ross there. I ran into everybody there. It's like it's one of those spots where it's between the comedy store and the uh, improv. So it's like it's a straight shot to go down there and get it.
1: Animal? Have you been to animal? It's right next no. door to that.
3: Somebody was telling me about
1: that place. place. Is so good, it's, it, you would love it. It's one of those like, uh, I think I want to eat bone marrow. I want to eat like a pig's butthole. You know, like <laughs> I want to do whatever you want to eat. Like any part of the animal is really there. any yeah. part of the animal. Well, it's I to must be really good though, right? Not everyone, every part. But it seems unusual like, things. Like, yeah, you like you brain, brains and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. It's
2: animal, in it's Los called, Angeles. Yeah,
3: it's right down the street from. Somebody campus. was actually just telling me about that the other day. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, I've heard of that many times. That place, um, I've heard it from you at least twice. Yeah. I think someone should be opening up a game restaurant in Los Angeles. Is there I not think. one? Not that I know. Yeah, of. There's
1: that place here in Calabasas. You know that There's wood that's ranch.
2: nowhere near here, but yeah, that's the The it's called the um, uh, the something lodge, Saddle Peak Lodge. Yes, Saddle Peak Lodge. Yeah, it's like on the way over to Malibu. Do you think
3: people would freak out out here though? If you opened like a wild game, like they, I could just see people like picketing
1: it. That's and why p- they hide in the mountains. <laughs> right. well,
2: you know, the, there's a point in in saying that it's not good because you don't want like factory farming of these wild animals. Right. You want it to be, but if you could have like a small restaurant that didn't serve that many people and it was hard to get in, Animal. it would be fucking badass. Yeah. If you knew that, like, if like say my friend Steve Ranella, he's a, a a hunter and he has that show Meat Eater, and here I went hunting with him and I got this deer right here. If he had his own restaurant it was all just stuff that he shot, you know, he shot, like, a new animal every week and, and cooked it in the restaurant and you only ate, like, what they had shot right. recently, that would be amazing. That would be if cool. someone did that, like, called it the Hunter's Lodge and have you know only have, like, 10 seats or 20 seats, right. a small place. There'd be a line out front. Yeah, and you just have it so that these people have, like, some sort of sustained, like, there's a lot of places in Texas where they have what they call a high fence operation. Where they're essentially wild animals but they're blocked in they can't go anywhere and so because of that they're allowed to control the populations and there's more wild game species from africa in texas than are in africa really a lot of different species of antelopes and all sorts of different animals that are extinct in india but have great numbers in texas because these guys create these wild um wild game parks and then you take these these places and they set up tree stands. And some of them are like real blatant, like they have feeders. And at 6 a.m. every morning, food comes out. So the animals just gather up and you blast away. Uh-huh. I mean, you could do it that way. Or you could try to do it more ethically where you try to stalk these animals in their natural habitat. But for the most part, you're talking about places with... Like huge amount of acreages. Some some of them have two, three, and more thousand acres. So they're huge. So it's conceivable these animals have never even seen a person before. Right. They're all fenced in. And if you had something like that and cultivated the animals that way, you have like a sniper who works for you, and then he just takes out an, an animal every day. And you you know today we're having bison that was just killed three hours ago by our hunting team. I mean that would be incredible. And if people could see how delicious and how good for you that kind of food is, we would really start re-looking at the American diet. I've noticed a big difference in like I get as much as I can. I try to buy grass fed beef now. Mm-hmm. And I whenever I have a a steak that's not grass fed, I notice it in the taste. I notice it in like what what it looks like. It looks pale. Like if you have like a grass-fed piece of meat, it's a dark red. It's a different color. Right. And if you buy one that's that's corn-fed, it's like this poor thing is anemic.
3: Yeah. And you also feel different too when you eat. You know, yeah. you can – like if you eat organic chicken and then you go back to eating like processed, you can definitely tell the difference in like just how you feel afterwards.
2: So I've never been able to tell the difference in chicken.
3: I can. Organic chicken and then you really? go back to processed always. Yeah.
2: Wow. Well, maybe you're more sensitive to that than I maybe, am. Maybe, yeah. But I think there's been a lot of – Research that's been done on like what's healthy for you, what kind of lean protein, what, what kind of uh, diet the animal should be on in order to optimize the nutrition value of the food. And the best is wild. That's the best. They're the leanest animals. Their fat is the most valuable, like bears, like bear fat. They've rendered that down and make these big jars of it and cook with it. It's amazing stuff, especially if the bears have been eating like blueberries. It actually has almost a blueberry tint to it. It's incredible. Mm. It's like very highly valued bear fat when they eat blueberries. If you can catch a bear that's been like dieting off nothing but blueberries for months, oh my god, it's the most amazing meat ever. The meat's delicious, the the, the fat is delicious, and it's just so much more ethical than stuffing them into these farms where they're all blocked in and they can't even move and they fill them full of fucking fatty foods and then Piston through the brain, drain them out, and you know they never had a life. Right. These animals live like a wild animal. They're running around out there, eating grass, eating the the the, the natural plants that they would eat, and then you shoot them. I mean, it's totally a better move. I support it. I'm down, Justin. <laughs> i just I just got so hungry for. Have you no, ate brains, too. Joe? Have yeah, you I've had brains. What's
1: that like? What's it?
2: It's kind of like it? like a scrambled eggs type. Feel what textured, brains was texture uh, to it? What kind? I've had lamb's brains. My uncle used to cook lamb's brains on the on the grill. Really? Yeah. It was uh, in the 1970s, I guess. This was around. I was a really small boy, but I remember I, I was always into horror movies and weird shit. And so he, you know, wanted to freak me out and show me the lamb skull and that we were going to cook the lamb's brain. My uncle's very cool, and uh, I remember they they spiced it a certain way and would cook this lamb's brain in the skull. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really odd. I'd never had it since then for a long time. And then I had it long time ago at a restaurant. There was a restaurant that had that served lamb's brains, and I remember I, I had that. And I've also had sweetbreads, which is some gland. It's one of, a gland of... Uh, I think it's a cow.
1: Are you sure, your uncle is not a witch. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: just, he's just fucking with him.
1: Right. This is a uh, sweet bread. Try this. He's well, casting you know, spells
2: on my you. <laughs> family, my family's straight from the boat. Everyone was straight from the boat. My grandmother, my grandfather on both sides. They're both. Uh, my grandfather on my father's side came straight from Ireland. My grandmother came from Italy, and my both my grandparents, and my mom's side, came from Italy. So they, these motherfuckers, ate everything. Right. They killed their own rabbits. You know, they, they, they ate everything. So sweetbreads, is uh, it's uh parotid gland, including the parotid gland, the sublingual glands. It's a bunch of different glands. How do they prepare it? Uh, I think they fry it. Oh, okay. I think they, they, uh, it's like they pan fry it. I think it. frying
3: makes everything okay.
2: Here's one. It says, one common preparation of sweetbreads includes soaking in salt water and then poaching in milk. After which the outer membrane is removed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Once dried and chilled, they are often breaded and fried. Okay, so there's a lot going on with these things. See, that's when people needed food so bad. They, they tried to figure out how to eat everything. Right. You know? They boiled down tendons and shit. That's why they figured out stews. The stews were for parts of animal that you couldn't eat. Like, you couldn't choke it down. So you'd have to break it down with uh, with a braise. You would braise them and then boil them slowly for hours and hours until the meat finally gave up and collapsed.
1: If you're a caveman, didn't know anything about eating animals, eating meat and stuff like that, and you were just put onto this earth and you had to just go, all right, I need to eat. What would I start with first? Would you go right to animal? Because I think I would just grab a lot of grass and, like, trees and stuff like is, stuff. I think you were going to say people for a second.
2: The problem is you need fat, you know, especially if you don't have clothes and you're freezing your ass off. You're going to need a lot of fat. Yeah. You're going to need fat, period. Like, fat is energy, especially if you don't have carbohydrates. And you're not really going to get the kind of carbohydrates that we get today with pastas and breads and, you know, standard wheat-based carbohydrates. So, like, the amount of calories that you would actually need from vegetables it's pretty substantial. You'd have to eat, like, pounds, yeah, right? Yeah, if you yeah. were just eating grass, you would have to eat a lot. I would live in a forest or something. I, I,
1: I think I would start off with that. that is what I'm saying. Like, mm. I'd be eating, like, mud.
3: You think? Like, I, yeah. I think back then like, you'd have, that... like, two days. be like, no, fuck this. I'm yeah, going to kill something. you would
2: starve to death, dude. You really would. You, but, but that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. if you tried to go vegetables only. Yeah. You, unless you have a garden, man. fucking Unless you live in a really unique place where they have a lot of naturally growing things that you can eat. you got to cultivate your own shit. It's, it's hard to find. Fu- I mean, there are like edible roots. There's a lot of different things that are like almost like wild potatoes. You can eat their roots, and they're very nutritious. And There's a bunch of plants you can eat, but, but getting enough of them and then also being aware of what you can and can't eat. There's some shit that looks yeah. like shit you can eat. It'll kill you instantly, especially mushrooms. When you start fucking around with mushrooms and picking mushrooms... There was a sad story recently. This old lady in a nursing home went out and picked some mushrooms, then cooked them up for everybody that she lived with, and they all fucking died.
1: Ugh. Like I saw some mushrooms in my front yard today, like those big white ones that almost look like cauliflower. The answer is
3: no. Yeah. Don't eat them. Slick them first, <laughs> and then take a bite, and then
1: the take answer. two bites. Whatever just you're break. about to
3: say, the answer is no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just always those those kind of mushrooms. I always wondered if those were poisons because you see those everywhere. Yeah, you know?
2: I, I would imagine they yeah. probably are. I mean, some of them are edible. There's places like the Pacific Northwest where people go mushroom hunting and they're confident enough. Like there's some mushrooms that are so easy to poke out or point out rather that you can you can go, okay, this one we can eat. It doesn't look like any other anything you can't eat. And there's a few that are like that. And people grow them too. They love to grow like shiitakes and shit. I did it once. There's like a kit you buy at the supermarket and you basically just like put some water on it or something like that and leave it somewhere and they start growing. I mean, they they want to grow. They just... It's pretty easy to make a mushroom grow. Yeah, They grow I quick as you fuck shit, too. Though. I think mean, you need like a lot of feces and that helps. It's the. It's not just shit though. It it has to be shit from a cow, and it has to be the way uh, a double uh, double stomached animal eats. They they their shit like comes out like nice and like loose and and it's got a lot of air in it. Kind of like an alcoholic shit. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have alcohol. They wouldn't grow well in alcohol. And just a human diet is no good. It's not going to grow in meat. It wants to grow in plants that have been smashed up and passed through the stomach of. I think it's called a, a double unulate animal or unulate animal. These uh wild cows, and that's the whole idea with the psilocybin mushrooms they always grow on cow shit. these big fucking huge plate sized mushrooms will glow in the Amazon on cow shit and they look like UFOs landing in a field right that's one of the reasons why the uh the idea came to a lot of people's heads that really tripped hard was that they were communicating with another life form that came here in an asteroid. <laughs> I can tell it what makes sense at the time. It doesn't just make sense at the time, unfortunately. It makes sense, like, chemically. Yeah. Because spores can survive in a vacuum. Right, yeah, yeah. And apparently the chemical composition of psilocybin is very unique. There's nothing... Uh is, is nothing quite like it. it's like four fox four N NN dimethyltryptamine. I know I said that wrong, but whatever it is, I was listening to a lecture once by Terrence McKenna, and he was saying that the there's no other plant like that that has the phosphorus in the four position. And then it, it's really possible that it could have come on an asteroid from another planet. Wow, it's spores survive in a vacuum. Apparently, you could take some mushroom spores, like it doesn't have to be psychedelic, like shi- shiitake, whatever put them on a fucking asteroid, shoot it into space, and they'll live. They'll land somewhere, boom, and make a little mushroom farm. Did you
1: see that asteroid or whatever the fuck it was over L.A. the other day?
2: Yeah, what was that supposed to be? Did they say it was a satellite coming in? Didn't they say it was a satellite burning up?
1: No, I don't think so. Last I heard it was
2: a... They said it was an asteroid,
3: yeah. It was an asteroid?
2: That's what they said.
1: And all these people were coming in, like, comics and stuff, like, man, we just saw something crazy. It was like a fireball coming right over us. And I'm like, oh, no, it's – have you checked Twitter yet? And he's like, no. You mean I wasn't the only one that saw it? And then on Twitter, it's just blowing See, that's the weird
3: because I – just, like, moving to L.A. like a year and – like, I see shit. And I don't even know what's real any, You know, like, I saw right. an explosion the other day. And I'm like, I don't know if I should call anybody or if they're just filming a movie. And so, like, you see shit falling from the sky. You're like, oh, I don't fucking know what that is.
2: This animal place doesn't even have a sign. They have no sign in front of the restaurant. I know. Try to be slick. You just have to walk. Dirty bitch. <laughs> this is what they have: chicken liver toast, mm. spicy beef tendon chip. Yeah, they got weird shit: Pigtails. pig ears, heirloom tomatoes, veal brains. Dude, this makes places make me hungry. Crispy pig head. I'm in. <laughs> veal tongue, <laughs> charred octopus. This place might be the greatest place in the history of the Dude, world. I'm
1: telling you, man. It's my favorite restaurant.
2: Fried rabbit legs. Oh, my God. This is incredible.
1: It's great. And they're really nice people over there, too.
2: That Saddle Peak Lodge, if you've never been there, that place is the shit. They serve, like, elk and venison and duck, and they serve uh, game game food. But I think that would be, like, the ultimate restaurant. That would be, like, the ultimate community where you you lived with a bunch of people. that See, like... I watch these Alaska shows, like I love like um Life Below Zero. You ever seen that one? Mm-mm. It's great. It's a new show I'm watching. I think it's on the History Channel. Or or no, Nat Geo. And they uh they go out and most of these people are just living off the land. They're just out shooting seals and shooting caribou, and, and they barter. They give each other stuff like they, gave, like they were trading frozen fish for fucking seal oil, and they dip their food in seal oil. It's, it's craziness, but what's fascinating is no one ever goes to the supermarket. All their food, they either grow or they kill. Everything, everybody in the whole village, and they all share Like, they have meals together, they barter, they give each other, like, I'll give you some caribou, you give me some of this, and I need a a band for my uh, snowmobile. One of the guys blew one of his belts. The other guy gave him a snowmobile belt, he gave him, like, a side of caribou. (laughs) It's like it's a lot of work. This is amazing. I'm too lazy. Though. Like I can't. Yeah, a, I, I don't even
3: go grocery shopping.
2: It's a lot of work, but <laughs>
3: like I like literally made a sandwich like the last piece of the toast the other day, like the last piece of bread. Like I couldn't go kill
2: a caribou. Yeah, I mean you could, you could though if I'm you starved to that if had, you needed food you I could do it. I man. had cereal with, water, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> just cereal with water. Just the powdered crumbs from yeah. the end
1: of the box. It
3: works with certain cereals. That's not bad. Count right. chocula. Right. <laughs> I can't even go exactly. get more Lucky Charms. I'm gonna go shoot <laughs> a salmon.
2: Yeah, something like Count Chocula that has like a coat. On the outside of it, you would see how the water would work. Yeah. You ever have um raw milk?
3: No, I've used milk that was really questionable though, because no. I didn't uh-huh. want to go get more. <laughs> That's not the same. That's not the same. This is probably bad, but you know what? The grocery store is about a block That's where away. yogurt comes from though, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, so yeah. My I just found that out and I eat so much yogurt. And... Dad you just found that out we eat twelve? I'm not a smart man. I
2: just found out yogurt doesn't come from a yogurt tree. Wait,
1: cheese is mold? Hold (laughs) on
2: a minute. What is this butter exactly? It's made out of milk? Oh, come on. Milk's not hard. Dude, you grew up in Texas, didn't yeah.
3: you? Yeah, we, well, we didn't eat yogurt there. Didn't you eat wild pigs? <laughs> no yogurt. You're man. eating yogurt. You eat some quiche. wild bacon. Right.
2: <laughs> put this some is, bacon in that yogurt. This is some board dick on toast. <laughs> Come on, boy. <laughs> I was watching a special episode of Meat Eater the other day where he was cooking up deer balls, talking about oh. how people always throw them away, and you really shouldn't. It's a waste of the deer balls. So He's pan-frying these deer balls and slicing them up. Oh. Apparently, they're quite delicious. Oh. Would you, you do it? Would you try yeah, it? Yeah, I'd eat it. Oh. Fuck yeah, fuck. dude! I hosted Fear Factor for six years. <laughs> you can't, you can't freak me out when it comes to food. I have a very different sense of what's gross. I,
1: this girl puked in front of me the other day. She's like, "I need a trash can. I need a trash can." So I ran and grabbed her a trash can. We had both been drinking a lot of Patron, and. uh I gave it to her. She pukes, and we had Mexican before, and it smelled like Mexican and vomit. She's like, get it away from me. It smells. And I'm like, ugh. I started puking, and she's like, I need it back. And it was just like South Park.
2: And this' is about when the story begins. So this girl threw up in front of me the other day. <laughs> That's how Brian's living. By the way, he's 40. <laughs> yeah, there's something about puke that makes you want to puke, too. Oh, that uh, oh. instinct has totally been removed from me. Uh, really? Yeah. I because of the show? Yeah, I saw so many people throw up doesn't do anything to me. It doesn't make me flinch. When I was a kid, I was the first guy. If if someone threw up in the hallway, I was the first guy to start dry heaving. I, I, I would. I threw up. The first season of Fear Factor, I threw up watching it on TV. Ugh. I watched the I something that I was there for in real life, and I didn't throw up. But watching it on TV, I threw up. <laughs> but then by the time like season two, two, season three rolled around, dude, I was an OG. Yeah. I was a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've I've cleaned people's puke up for them. I, I think clean, the last I time I threw up was Patron. That'll yeah, get drinking. you. Yeah. That stuff will get you. Yeah. Patron's evil. Well, it's, your body realizes you've taken way too much poison too quickly. Right. You're not sipping. You're just slamming it down, and it's strong as fuck. And next thing you know, your eye vision's not good, and you, you start
3: your mouth gets dry and.
2: Can't stay stable. Start sweating. Wobbling from side to side. What are you two fucks over he there doing? Keep trying to get me in trouble. What are you doing, Jamie? <laughs> what? It's it's the two girls. One girl. Oh yeah, I, nice. I had to turn away from that three times. I almost threw up. Yeah, we don't have to watch. Oh, the, I
3: almost threw up watching you watch that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was rough. <laughs> That was a that was a re- people like did you guys stage that absolutely no, not you can't fake both that. of them were real that was real and then the Brian watching dudes cut their dicks off that's Ugh. so much worse I would agree <laughs> I would agree with that correct yeah yeah d- d- getting your dick cut off is always a bad move you notice that there hasn't been a shocking video in a while like a oh yes there is what you just don't look <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I mean the be- minus beheadings because I don't know if you've heard the whole Facebook beheading drama that's been going on but. Uh, that that was fucked up. Like a girl getting her head chopped off because she cheated
2: on her. Yeah, husband I saw and that like that. You you watch that? Yeah, uh, the uh, Mexican uh, drug uh, cartel uh, videos uh, are intense, man. They, they what throw do you find these? I don't, you on just you get news- They don't put you. them on Facebook. You know, oh yeah, do. people will throw a link up. It's one of those things where people just start talking about it and you get it. Yep. You know, and my Twitter has 1.17 <laughs> million people or some shit like that. So when you have that many, they know, like, <laughs> they know what I like. They know I like watching fucked up things. I don't like the violence and death stuff, it's like. But every now and then I watch. I like watching someone do something retarded. So
1: will you walk me through what happens in that video? Because obviously I'm not watching that. You don't want to watch it, but it's rough. Was it noises? Was there gurgling? Yeah, was no, there it's, it's it's
2: shockingly quiet, but it's intense. And it's 100% real. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. They cut this woman's head clean off. Oh shit. Yeah, and he did it with a, a small knife. <gasps> what? He just reached into her neck and started cutting, and grabbed her by her hair. I mean it was hardcore, man, and, and it didn't take long. You know, her her head was removed in, you know, a minute or so. I'm not. Yeah, it's hard it's hard to watch, man. And there's a lot of these videos too. There's not just one of these videos. These drug cartel videos, man, they never even existed before. It was it's so crazy like the climate of Mexico and how much it's changed and that you could see it all documented on some of these videos. And it's moving up here to L.A., man. Do you see that it is? I think so.
1: There's I, I, just so that. much crazy shit going on in L- L.A., our friend Kayla, you know Kayla from Dysentery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody hit her car uh, yesterday or two days ago, and it took off. And so they, she went on this high-speed chase throughout Hollywood, going wrong ways and streets, going, like, you know, just chasing this person down to take a photo of it and then, like, it was just gang members pretty much in a, a, a new car, you know, and they finally got them over and they got out of the car and took a picture of the person and the license plate. And maybe some drama happened and then drove off again. And then they went down this dark street in a, a like a warehouse in like a really shady neighborhood. And Kayla's like, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going down there. Whoa. But it was just like, what could have happened to her? And she went down that. Well,
2: you're not supposed to chase people I know. anyway. <laughs> if your car is good enough to drive. Yeah. Like that means you didn't get hit enough hard enough so you'd be chasing somebody. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? You trying to get yourself killed?
1: She wanted to get the license plate. Call the
2: police. She call the police immediately and tell them what direction and where they're at. You'd be amazed at how many cops are out there, and a lot of times they can head someone off, especially if someone's driving fast. You know, this, they were
1: on the phone with the police the whole time. Oh, okay. This, Did they was, catch them? Uh, they got the license plate, but that's it. Uh, there was one point, though, I guess they were going fast, and this guy was going like 80 miles an hour, went over one of those like little hill things, and the guy flew up in there like four feet and came down, and just like all those like, sparks and fire came <laughs> wow. out.
2: Wow. Yeah, dude thought he was on a Duke's Hazard. Right.
1: You, you know, I got robbed. My friend uh, Justin Martindale got robbed. You know, This place is crazy.
2: Well, if you're out at night, man, yeah. that's the reality. If you're out at night mm-hmm. and you're wandering around, especially if you've been drinking... You know, people look at you like you're a victim. It's, and there's, when you have poor people and rich people all mingling together, and Los Angeles has a massive amount of people that are impoverished, a massive amount. There's 20 million people here. Who knows how many of them are living below the poverty line? It's a lot. And if you're flossing in Hollywood and everyone knows where they can find you, you know, if you're some fucking baller character who's flashing some cash around right at the sky bar and people could find you and clock you and watch you and follow you to your car, they're going to rob you. There's a lot of that going on. It might happen only every now and again. It's amazing. It doesn't happen more than it does. It's scary. It is scary. Well, it's scary, and it's an issue that our society doesn't face. Our society doesn't face the fact that there's people that grow up with no shot. They're fucked from the jump. Shitty roll of the dice. Terrible hand. Being born in in, in incredibly impoverished neighborhoods, and there's very little support. They're, They're just left in their parents' hands, and their parents are morons. I mean, that's, that's the reality of babies growing up in poor neighborhoods. I didn't even
3: think of it like that because L.A. is there's rich and poor, like, on top of each
2: other. Oh, yeah. Like, each— Well, not only that, but disconnected from each other. Right. Where, which is different than New York. In New York, poor people and rich people all sort of mingle together on the subway, mingle together walking down the street. There's, like, a, a, a more, more human approach to, like, people being—it's more, it's more diversified. It's like you, you run into everybody in New York. Like, I find that it's easier to be in your own little world in LA. You get in your own little car, you stay in your own little neighborhood, you don't interact with people. In New York, you're forced to. It's just a part of life in New York. Right. And I think that's a healthier thing. I think it's, it's healthier. People have less fear of each other. People, you know, they understand that we have much more in common that way. It seems like it would be a contradiction because most people think that Los Angeles or California in general is nicer than New York. I think a lot of that is just the weather. The weather here is as nice as is humanly possible. It's, dude, I was just in Edmonton. It was fucking nine degrees. It was snowing. It was an amazing show. Had a great time. Came back to LA, 84, bitch, suck upon it.
3: At the end of November, convertible driving it.
1: Dudes are driving convertibles
2: with their sunglasses on, getting head cancer, smiling. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's amazing. This is an amazing spot. And I think just that alone is responsible for a lot of the mood of the people in Los Angeles. I think that alone helps a lot.
3: Yeah, it's hard to be depressed when you go outside and the weather's absolutely perfect.
2: Yeah, but then you get a call from an agent saying they passed again. Right. And you're like, fuck, my career's in the toilet. <laughs> It's a lot of depression in LA because of just ridiculous expectations. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like
3: if the weather was worse here with the desperation in this town, there would be a lot it would be a, like a lot more.
1: I know a girl that moved out here just recently and when I first met her everything was going great. Lost her job. Now she's homeless and cold on the streets in Hollywood. <laughs> How long <laughs> she been down here?
2: <laughs> what did she do wrong? Um
1: she just lost her job and then she couldn't get another job and then you know once you're out of money you're out of money
2: and she doesn't have any friends so she just found herself yeah she just
1: moved out here whoa yeah it's pretty sad would she move
2: down here with two dollars
1: I don't know I don't know but it it kicked her ass fast and you know you get these texts and you're just like oh
0: Jesus well I'm sorry to hear that (laughs) that sounds terrible
2: and there are certainly individual stories where horrible shit happens to horrible people there's no doubt about that but it's also, there's a lot of people that come down here and their ideas are really shitty. Their plan is poor. They don't have backups. They're not willing to do certain things. They don't, they don't take the, the necessary steps in order to make sure that they're going to be okay. I, I know this dude who came out here to try to be an actor. He's been out here. He thought he was just immediately, apparently he's talented, and he thought he was just immediately going to just start getting roles and basically be a working actor within like a year. It's a year and a half in. He hasn't gotten a single job, and he's starting to freak you know, and he doesn't want to work. He wants to somehow or another, like, feed himself as an actor, and that's not going to happen. Right. Like, it's, it's, you might, you might get a movie and you'd be fine. And so, but he keeps banking on this idea that he's going to eventually get a movie and then all his bills are going to be paid. Like, Wow, do you know how many of the, of you there are out there? Like, like
1: zero job. He has no job. he's No just, job. See that. See, that's why I'm so glad I've been classically trained as a waiter, and that's one of the best skills that you can have. Any city, I can get a fucking job at Denny's if it came down right. to it. Right. I could be. I could. Mm-hmm. I. I have a job skill that. I know like being a blacksmith or something. And if, and people that haven't been waiters before, I don't know if they're scared to be a waiter, but it really is the best fallback job you could possibly have and there's so many fucking restaurants that and it's a you can get a good job and make a living. You could actually, you know, do really well as a good waiter.
2: Is it easy to get a waiter job though? I think
1: it is. It's just the quality of the restaurant. You know, like right. like like. Yeah, you could get a fucking job at Denny's and come in there and make anytime you want to. Probably. Yeah, right.
3: that's because I bartended for years, so yeah. I know that I can. No matter how bad it gets, I can always bartend somewhere. Right. In some towns, so I always have like some backup plan. Right. Because people are always going to want to get drunk, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. Plus, probably a lot of drunk chicks bust moves on you. That oh, it's way. the best. Are you kidding me? They must bust moves. It's the best. When
1: you work at a restaurant, also you're always getting laid because you become friends with and alcoholics with all the other waiters and waitresses and talk <laughs> shit about how horrible the day is. Right. <laughs> and you're
3: all off at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning at the yeah. same time. And, and you then all, you
2: go all there. bang each other. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, dude. Yeah. We would li- when I was bartending in Dallas, we we would just drive to Shreveport overnight. Sharks. Yeah. It's fucking...
2: Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah.
3: It's like all right, we just made three hundred dollars. Let's go cross Blue the border out. and gamble.
2: How far away is Louisiana from Dallas? A C- couple hours. That's it? Yeah. Wow. That was the best. Is it like a different world, though? You go, oh, man. it's sad.
3: It's sad. Like, take the coolness of Vegas, and then and then like it's just, yeah. It's not It's, it's not like fun. Reno
2: if it got bit by a vampire. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: not, it's not. Reno if it had AIDS. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of those places that are like, whoa. We did a bunch of early UFCs in those places. Like Casino Magic and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Like 1990. But it's fun when like you're that. a kid. You're like, oh,
3: I can go and drink underage and gamble. Oh, oh and hell yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Windsor, California <laughs> or
1: Canada. Windsor? Yeah, that's where like the whole Midwest would all drive up as kids to, to oh, that's drink right. and go to strip clubs.
2: Yeah. I actually saw some of that when we were in, um, we we're filming in Detroit. There was, they were talking about how people, you could be, only be 18, you can get across to Canada, you could drink. And go to strip clubs. Yeah. And
1: just, it, was, it was awesome. Because, you know, most, you know, they're trying to raise the smoking age in New York to 21, which makes so
2: much sense. Why is that even a... It doesn't make sense? Sometimes. No, it does make sense. Yeah. Why isn't it? Right. right. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's, it's just, it, there's a real problem with cigarettes, man. So they're cigarette. so fucking addictive. it's so addictive and they're so terrible for you. Even a guy like you, who's not, you know, you're not completely retarded, nah. yet you can't stop Most going back to him.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm quitting soon. <laughs> no, me, uh, me and Kayla are gonna quit.
2: Oh, that's sweet. Together, yeah, together forever, forever. We're gonna quit. Why don't you just fucking get electronic cigarettes, man? It seems like I
1: think that is the worst invention in the world. I am so anti-electronic cigarettes. Why is that?
2: You see these kids that are, or
1: kids, you see these people with, like, these humongous hookahs of electronic cigarettes, and they sit there and suck on it like a tit all night long, and they're just getting so much nicotine that they're pretty much telling it, the, their body, like, hey, no, I need to live on nicotine. I need nicotine in my body all day long, all day night. You Is see that- the
3: electronic cigarettes, too, accessible? Because, like, with a cigarette, you got to go outside, you got to go across the street, you got to yeah. find a lighter, then you got to, well, with the e-cigarette, it's just always there.
1: Always there, and they did they, 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 people stuck on those things like it seriously like a thumb i mean i've seen it yeah
2: right but I, from what i understand it's not negative it's not bad for you
1: it's making your body get fucking used to having that much nicotine in it
2: yeah but i don't think nicotine is what's wrong Nicotine is not really that bad for you. From what I understand, nicotine is actually a medicine. But and isn't it actually, highly
1: addictive, right?
2: I don't, know, I don't know if it's the nicotine necessarily that's really fucking you so up. Well, they should they put in it. 590 different chemicals. Yeah,
1: but people are addicted to not, uh, American spirit cigarettes, and the only thing in there is tobacco.
2: Let's <laughs> find out. Nicotine uh, addiction. Let's find out. Let's, well, nicotine addiction, and then we'll do electronic cigarettes.
1: Yeah, it just to me, it, it seems horrible.
2: I don't know, uh, man. It seems like way better for you.
1: Yeah, but you're going to have to do that for the rest of your life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you're always but, the guy with the quit e-cigarette quit, at the but bar. it's way better instead for, for your lungs. And, yeah,
1: but instead of just quitting is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I understand that. But if you're looking for a bridge between the two, it seems like there'll be a way better move.
1: Unless nicotine's not addictive. It seems like you're just getting your body used to way like larger amounts of a drug,
2: but like I said, I don't think that addic- yeah. that nicotine is okay. a real issue. Let me ask Siri. Yeah, is nicotine dangerous?
1: Is nicotine addictive?
2: Of course, it's addictive.
0: What? Here's what I found on the web.
1: Oh, gross,
2: Bitch, Siri. There's no shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, here
2: nicotine. Um, there's benefits. Studies have focused on the benefits of nicotine nicotine therapy. For adults with ADHD. Wow. So if you can't concentrate, you can smoke. You should smoke. Well, you know it's really interesting because Stephen King said that st- that cigarettes, like when he quit cigarettes, that was one of the most profound effects on his writing. That it really, really slowed him down because cigarettes really made his synapses fire, and he felt like it made it more. Because it's a stimulant, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh shit! I have ADHD.
2: Oh, you definitely do. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> so keep smoking. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor says psychoactive effects. Nicotine's mood-altering effects are different by report. In particular, it is both a stimulant and a relaxant. First, causing the release of glucose from the liver and ep- epinephrine, adrenaline from the adrenal medulla. It caused it causes sim- stimulation. Users report feelings of relaxation, sharpness, calmness, and alertness. Like any stimulant, it may v- r- it, <clears throat> it may very rarely cause the often uncomfortable neuropsychiatric effects of, mm, how about this one, A-K-A-T-H-I-S-I-A, akasithisia, by reducing the appetite and raising the metabolism. Some smokers may lose weight as a consequence. Hmm interesting so the medical uses there's a bunch of different medical uses um primary therapeutic use of nicotine is in treating nicotine dependence duh <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. See,
1: it doesn't seem like nicotine is something you should suck on all day long. That's what I'm saying.
2: However, in a few situations, smoking has been observed to be of therapeutic value. These are often referred to as smoker's paradoxes. And although in most cases the actual mechanism is understood only poorly or not at all, it is generally believed that the principal beneficial action is due to the nicotine administered. And that the administration of nicotine without smoking may be as beneficial as smoking. So there's certain things like it says. For instance, studies suggest that smokers require less frequent, repeated revascularization after whoa percutaneous coronary intervention. I not many
1: people do that anymore. That's what is that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that used to be That's some, like an that old dance be, uh, they used <laughs> to do when the, in the TVs city. was black and white. <laughs> I even know what the fuck that is? <laughs> Risk of ulcerative col- colitis has been frequently shown to be reduced by smokers. Because you, you kind of smoke the inside of your lung. You make it tougher. You can't get as many diseases that way. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> wow, well, that's not true. You get more? <laughs> well,
2: Tobacco case, smoke like has also been shown to contain compounds capable of inhibiting monoamine oxidase, which is what you take when you make uh, ayahuasca. Monoma- monoamine oxidase is... Uh, what keeps DMT from becoming orally active? That's why, like, if you eat like grass and things that have DMT in it, you don't just start tripping your balls off because of monoamine oxidase. So, if it inhibits monoamine oxidase, that, that can act as a hallucinogen too. If if it's in like like harmine, if it's in like large doses, I think it's close to close to like death doses. It becomes a hallucinogen. Have you tried the e-cigarette at all? Yeah, I've, I tried one. I tried one recently. Um, because I wanted to see like what kind of a stimulant it gives you and whether or not I would crave it more. I puffed it all the way to the Bray Improv. Did it do did it do anything? Yeah, it gave me a little jolt. But um you know, it's not something I want to do on a regular basis. Right, I right. just wanted to experiment with it, see what it was like. It doesn't have the satisfaction of littering, you know.
3: Right, mm. just being a badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I smoked so. an e hookah in Vegas the other day. My, my somebody had an e hookah, which yeah, was an really e
2: hookah. Yeah, that's he's one like, of those big fat ones. Right? Yeah, the yeah the big long one. Yeah, that's what Bobby Lee walks around with. Bobby Lee's got a goddamn garbage can he brings with him. It's filled up with nicotine. puts on a roller. Yeah, him like and he's, he's rolling did. his golf clubs around. Him and PJ both just sit there, and it just looks like... I, I just look over, and
1: I'm like, that's not good. That's just <laughs> not good. Look at that.
2: <laughs> right, but that's Bobby Lee. You know, he's, like, super indulgent. There's Those funny guys, man, there's so many funny guys that are just super indulgent. They almost, like, can't help themselves.
1: There's this radio station in, uh, I believe, Columbus, Ohio that Bobby Lee was on recently, and uh, they had it video, recorded video, and he sat down on the couch, and there was a point where they were talking about another comedian. Uh, uh, what's the one lady that really funny... Chow uh, with the tattoos Uh, Margaret Cho Margaret Cho uh, Margaret Cho was there, and she took off all her clothes. And they oh. were talking to Bobby about that, and Bobby's like, "Oh, you know, I can take off all my clothes." So he takes off all his clothes and sits down on the couch, which is white. And then when he's, he sat up and later and left, he left a little brown stain no. mark <laughs> on the oh. thing. And so God. the radio station cut it out and framed it, and it's in Oh,
2: their that's so disgusting! <laughs> <laughs> his dirty little ass. And he
1: had like an excuse, like, "Oh, you don't understand. I had uh, an omelet to."
2: Yeah. just shit his pants yeah. right there on their couch. <laughs> oh, he's probably cutting little farts, too. <laughs> yeah, he probably cut one just a little leaked out. He didn't want to let anybody know. He probably did it on purpose. Mm.
1: He's like, who has a white couch? So yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, if
2: it's, yeah, if you know Bobby. Okay, um, e-cigarettes. Let's see if uh, it makes sense that an e-cigarette is healthier.
1: Oh, it's definitely healthier. I'm not saying it's healthier. I'm just saying that the nicotine intake, I believe, when you have like, one of these big hookahs, it's probably just
2: drowning you with way more nicotine than you're used Maybe, to. Maybe, but I don't know if it is um, healthier. Right. I, I don't... Mean, it
3: might not, be. not by much. I mean, I've, it just feels like something's missing when you smoke an e-cigarette. It's yeah. like drinking, like, Coke Zero. You know what I mean? It just doesn't have that.
1: Yeah, it's probably where... I, I feel more than that. Like, I feel like it's this is not doing anything. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. like I have a straw, and I'm just going,
2: hmm... It says the, the one thing is nicotine levels. They're worried is the electronic cigarette can contain as much nicotine as a regular cigarette or more. And then the amount of nicotine an electric cigarette delivers depends on the content of the liquid nicotine cartridge installed in it. So they can choose cartridges containing nicotine in a range of strengths. Everyone goes
1: for the strong ones, too, if you're coming from cigarettes. So, yeah, And you're sucking on that thing all day long instead mm. of having a cigarette every, like... 15, 20 minutes or so? says there
2: are also cartridges that contain liquid without nicotine for users who want the sensory experience of smoking without its effect. So that's like fakers. That's like people wearing fake glasses.
3: Well, they say that, that your first year is like you're not really addicted to the nicotine. You're addicted to the movement of putting the cigarette into your mouth. A year? A year, six months, something I read, yeah. Oops.
2: I like that. A year, six months. Three months? You're just addicted to doing it like days. that? <laughs> I read it somewhere. Or I heard it. Or somebody else read it. and They told me about it's it. It's
3: like the... Because um, when you drink, you get drunk immediately. Like the cigarette, you don't really become addicted to it. Nobody really like. No one starts liking nicotine the first time you smoke a cigarette.
2: Well, it's a weird feeling. I remember that. I did a, a sketch once with uh, Adam Ferrara and Kevin James. We were doing this, this improv troupe at this comedy club. And I did this sketch. And I was supposed to play this... Uh, this, like, poet that, like, smoked a lot of cigarettes, so a, sm- like, really outrageous person, so I was smoking these cigarettes on the set. I, was, I took Adam cigarettes, and I was fucked up, man. <laughs> I was really fucked up. Within, like, two cigarettes or three cigarettes, my head was flying. I was like, my God, I'm high. This is crazy. Like, I didn't know this gets you high. It gets you some weird kind of high. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't seem to interrupt your motor skills. This is, uh, by the way, I don't know if you can see this. It might be hard to see. This is Bobby Lee's uh, skid mark.
1: It's really hard to see. It's right here.
2: Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah. It's It's hard to see. The contrast is too fucked up. Yeah, so these things apparently, it really depends who's making the e cigarette. And so, in that way, like a company like those blue e cigs, Mm -hmm. that might be like the way to go. Like, at least you can count on it. Because it's kind of the same thing as pot. Like when you buy a, a pot brownie and you don't know what the fuck is in there, like you're taking a total guess. Right. It's a big gamble. The difference between the impact of a pot cookie or co- a pot brownie can be, you just mellow sitting in front of the TV, or you on a wild roller coaster ride through the dark recesses of your soul. <laughs> right? You know that feeling? There's a big, 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 big goddamn difference. And because of the fact that it's illegal, you don't, it's, it's not regulated. You don't know what you're getting. And that's probably the same thing with these e-cigarettes.
1: And sometimes, like, the the cheaper ones, like, the gas stations all have them now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, you get the blue one. That's the expensive kind. But they all have, like, these, like, generic kind of versions of them. And you you get some of those you suck on, and you just get, like, a mouthful of juice sometimes. I'm like, oh, that can't be good. I'm Ugh. drinking, like, the juice that makes the smoke fall, Like you know? you're wringing <laughs> out the filter at the end yeah. of a cigarette?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. There's certain things, like, like, but you can count, like, one of the best things about, uh, like edibles, is if you find a company that makes a certain edible and you know what it is. Right. Like they make a Jolly Rancher. Okay, this Jolly Rancher is very predictable. One, and you're good. Yeah, LA
1: Speedweed does that. Yeah. From other packages they have, how much They're is.
2: very clever that way. Yeah. This e-cigarette thing is interesting because they're starting to open up these e-cigarette lounges in places. Have you seen them? <laughs> no. Yeah. God. Yeah, they have e-cigarette stores and e-cigarette lounges, and they, they serve different flavor... Yeah, it's weird. People have, like, there's vaporizer stores. You know what it's
1: going to do, Joe? It's going to make non-smokers try it and then like it, and then they're going to get addicted to cigarettes, and then here we go again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> someone's going to think they look cool blowing smoke, and they're going to fuck them, and they're just going to keep trying to look cool again. Just keep, keep trying to itch that scab. Got to make you feel better.
3: Ugh. It's like opium dens for people who aren't cool enough to smoke real cigarettes.
2: Did you um you where you were in Dallas in Addison? You can still smoke there. I mean I go back home. I walk into a bar and everybody's just ripping cigarettes at the bar. Yeah, it's one of the last places that hangs (laughs) in there. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh sweet. Well when we performed there, I was at the uh Addison Improv the last time I was there. I was like, You guys have a goddamn smoking show. I love it. Like you have to specify a non smoking show. Yeah, if you're you're a headliner from out of town, you have to let them know in advance. No, not even that. Like they have an eight PM non smoking show. Right, right, right there was like an 8 p.m. non-smoking show and there was a 10 p.m. regular show. And the 10 p.m. regular show was just a fucking haze of shitty (laughs) (laughs) decision-making. Just booze and cigarettes. Whiskey and and Marlboro lights. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of cigarette smoke. I don't like the way it smells. I think it's disgusting. I think it's bad for you. But... There's something about a bar that's filled with cigarette smoke that just feels right. Or in. a
3: crowd of cigarette smokers are always a little bit better for yeah, some reason.
2: they're fucking animals. They don't care. They're not they're worried about shit as much. They're not even caring about their own body. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're not giving two fucks. People. Well, it's a <laughs> fact that girls who smoke are, like, much more likely to do something freaky. I'm so attracted totally. to chicks
3: who smoke cigarettes. Don't. I don't know what it. Are you too? Oh, yeah, There's yeah. something oh. sexy about that, they're man. Dirty. They're dirty. They're just dirty. They're
2: dirty and they're, they're making <laughs> shitty decisions. Yeah. And they, she's like, you know, How she's about sucking on that cancer stick and you're like, my dick can't be nearly as dangerous <laughs> as that. <laughs> oh, was she wrong? That
1: after fuck cigarette where you're like, yeah, just yeah. laying there
2: or the on. during. No. They just seem <laughs> You're gonna tell your friends. there's <laughs> also like <laughs> knowing that they're not gonna stay good looking for very long because the cigarettes are gonna <laughs> <aid> <laughs> them. They're, like more valuable. Yeah. It's a shorter ride. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's shorter, wilder oh, ride.
1: Fatality. That was awesome. If a girl <laughs> is
2: like really smoking hard cigarettes, by the time she hits forty, it's the t- fucking party's over. Yeah, right? Brilliant. You're my grandma now. Okay? <laughs> right? The party's
1: over. I write that down. Really-
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The p- But a girl who's like a CrossFit chick or something like that, they could go deep in their 40s and still like hot as fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, there was just a picture on
3: Facebook that was circulating where it has two twins. They're identical twins, and one smoked for the last 15 years, and the other one didn't. It showed them side by side. I thought
2: the smoker looked remarkably good compared (laughs) to to the twin. I was like, that's actually not a very good argument because it's 14 years of enjoying cigarettes and barely paid a price. And having fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, Like Halle Berry, I think is like 50 or something. Like how old is she? She's hot as fuck, man. Does she smoke? No, oh, oh, of course not. Okay. But I'm saying that's the difference. Right. If she did, like, both of those, let's be honest. All
1: right, if I had to fuck one, I don't know which one. Why one's would the you smoke- do that
2: and sh- click this stop, shut this off. <laughs> <laughs> you're shaming these people. <laughs> I'd rather watch which beheading was, videos. Shame, you're shaming these <laughs> which people. Which one was the smoker? you I would say
1: the, I would do the one on the right. Which one's the smoker?
2: I couldn't care that's less. the one on the right. Is it? Hey, stop. Oh, Dude, no, don't show that anymore. I'm sorry. Don't be th- showing it for real. Like, that's not good karma to just show people and go, look how ugly these people's faces are. And just, if that's on a line somewhere, I didn't say that. that's one thing. That's exactly what we're saying. We're looking at it, They're all beat up by cigarettes. We're trying to figure out which one you would rather fuck. Yeah, but I would They've fuck one. They've both been through hell. Okay, let's be honest. You wouldn't want your face appearing on a fucking a podcast. <laughs> Who would you rather fuck this guy or this guy with AIDS? But it's the, sm- the same thing. <laughs> but the smoker would. He's got would. AIDS.
1: The smoker would. If mm. she's still a smoker, she would want to be on this podcast. That's almost like. Maybe,
2: maybe she just just want to borrow five dollars, come, come here and blow everybody for a dollar fifty apiece, be a disaster. She's making <laughs> shitty decisions. They let her. She let them put her face in that thing. You know, they probably gave her money for that. And she's like, well, no one's gonna see it. Everyone's going to see it, God damn it! Brian just showed it to half a million people. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry for that. I wouldn't have done it, ma'am. I just want you to know. I just think it's wrong. Don't do it again, you fuck. No, I'm no.
1: I'm just trying to... <laughs> is, so the right one is the smoker? Yes. Oh,
2: so that's the one I would do. The what? other one
1: looks like she has a black...
2: Never mind. It's just don't be mean. Yeah, I don't want to mean. Don't be mean. Yeah, It's just a person, man. It's a person out there making shit decisions. But I support people's right to make shitty decisions. There's yeah. something about the temporary nature of bar life and cigarette smokes and bar it's like it's kind of dying out and people are like clinging more to, to, to their existence. And there's a part of me that enjoys a bar that's smoky, just like I enjoy being around drunk people sometimes. Right. I like I like drunk people that can handle it you know and i like a bar filled with people that are just out having a good fucking time yeah there's a lot more people that can handle it than can't handle it. Right. It's the people that can't handle it. They're so outrageous. They ruin the time for the people that can.
3: Walking around throwing up in trash cans in the middle of the street. That sounds <laughs> to me like they handled it.
2: If they threw up in each other's underwear, then it would be a problem. Well, there's a difference between going to a
3: bar where everybody's cool, drinking, having a good time, yeah. and then going to like a, a fifty cent shot night college bar. Like that's when it, you're, it's just yeah. a fucking yeah. train wreck. Nickel, nickel pitcher. Yeah, nickel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's like. Being around college drinkers is just like being around white belts in jiu-jitsu class. They spaz out, <laughs> right. they don't know how to relax. Just, they just they you know they don't know how to like go with their friends and just have a couple of shots and clink glasses and go right. let's do a shot of Jack fucking and you n- hit knuckles together and you sit there and drink like nice people right and you enjoy it and you have more laughs and you you talk more shit and you laugh at each other and you have a good time and it's fun and it's you a lot of hugs and high fives and shit a lot of hugs yeah. that's what it's like when we drink when we drink it's there's no no one oh, gets yeah. any fights there's no anger no one breaks bottles and stabs people there's none of that going on nah. you have to be a special type of fuckhead to ruin a good drinking moment.
1: Unless you're drinking Fireball.
2: Unless you're with one of those dudes that just can't drink. We know those dudes that are just nice guys where they just can't fucking drink. just can't drink, handle man. it. They just can't do it. They can't do it. They try. They can't pull it off. Can't fucking do it. There's a lot of them. They just got that broken gene in them, man.
1: There's a lot more in California, I noticed. also.
2: I think there's a lot of psychologically damaged folks out here that have come out here to reinvent themselves. And I think you add alcohol to that that particular mindset. It's like the, the problem that I have with that is the same problem that I have when guys like Dr. Drew start talking shit about, like, the withdrawal syndromes that are associated with weed. I'm like, how many people? Saying that is like saying that peanuts will kill you because some people are allergic to them. Right. Because there's some people, you eat peanuts, you're fucking dead. It's not most people, though. Right. If you're watching some report on peanuts killing people and you're eating peanuts going, what the fuck are you talking about? Peanuts are delicious. I had a peanut butter jelly sandwich this morning. I'm eating peanuts now. I got some honey roasted peanuts. I got some salted peanuts. I got some raw peanuts. Come on, man. Peanuts? But peanuts do kill a certain percentage of the population. That's akin to the same type of people that are getting withdrawal syndromes from weed. That's not typical that's not normal so when you pretend you're you're disingenuous if you're on tv pretending that it's a dangerous withdrawal syndrome it's attached to the stronger weed today um no it's not right no it's just like people allergic to peanuts it's some rare freaks that smoke pot and next thing you know they're sucking dick for more pot (laughs) right (laughs) those are rare it doesn't happen very often. I think the only, t- to me, n- the,
3: with drinking now getting older, the only, the only problem I have is like that hangovers are just so fucking brutal now, man. That's why you need 180 from the on. When you were talking about the beginning, I was like, I'm like writing it down. I'm like, okay, go
2: ahead. Well, your body does not want you to do that. I know, but... It doesn't it, want you to drink like that. You gotta drink a lot of water. It's hard to do, but if you do it while you're drinking, it makes a big difference. If, like, while you're drinking booze, you force yourself to pound water, you make a lot of trips to the bathroom, right. but so what? Just do it. You'll feel way better. It'll just go through your system better. you rehydrate better. still going to feel like shit, though. Mm. I just want to have a solid poop
1: one of these days. One you know?
2: day, Brian. <laughs> if you plan and hope and wish and pray to the, po- the poop fairy, it'll all come out hard. You're probably dying. You're probably your body's probably slowly breaking down from the inside. You're probably shitting away little pieces of your liver.
1: Yeah. I've I'm detoxing right now. I haven't drank detoxing. In a couple of days. Detoxing. I like to not drink for a couple of days
2: a week. Yeah, you don't have to, man. It's just too your problem is you're in these social circles that are like, you know, everyone's drinking and that's that's how everybody gets laid. You know? Yeah. Which, by the way, the feminists we, think is rape. We we were talking about this on on Dysitary with Kayla. She's you know
1: sober now, and she was talking about how hard it is. Thank to
2: God. <laughs> no, I'm just
1: how hard it is to like actually get laid, or how to like meet somebody. Because when you're with a sober person, like, if you take a girl out that doesn't drink and you go out Oh, and stuff, it's the it's worst. It's like the hardest thing to get to that first base, even, mm. because you're not, you know-
2: You don't feel confident. She, weird. It's well, weird. Well, it becomes the weird thing that it actually is. You want to stick your penis in her body. Right. right. It's weird. You know, it's, it's only until people are drunk that it sounds like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And a girl, look at you, you want to fuck her what? And you're like, whoa. You know, that <laughs> yeah. rarely happens when girls are sober. It's sober. And if they are sober and they say, do you want to fuck her what? Run! Yeah, exactly. They're probably crazy. You're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably going to burn your house down right after they fuck you. <coughs> Bitch is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard for a girl. It's hard for anybody to trust anybody to be inside them. It's you very know? evasive. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. But you not know- only that, dudes are like creeps. There's a lot of rapists. A lot of men yeah. are stronger than women. Women hear every day about some guy in the news who forced himself on a girl and killed her and buried her body. And there's crazy stories like. There was a kid recently in high school that killed one of the teachers, cut her with a box cutter, and dragged her into Jesus. the woods behind the school. What the fuck? Yeah, and no one knows why or what or it's a mystery. He's like 14. He was a well liked kid. The whole thing is craziness, and that's a boy. You know, imagine men. If I was a chick, I'd be terrified to fuck a guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should be. It's it's a, it's a weird scenario, and you know, it's one of the only reasons why when you hear. Um, Feminists talk about like how to approach girls and how to respect the idea that these girls would be terrified of you I, I agree with that wholeheartedly 100% It's a, one thing like I've heard it argued against that like the men's rights guys are like that's horseshit That's stupid, you know, not all guys are assholes. You treat us like we're assholes. It's sort of like manifest this whole You know attitude that certain men and women have with each other But That's easy for dudes to say because they're not getting raped You know, and the men's rights guys, one goofy thing that they fucking say they really need to shut the fuck up about. They go, you know who gets raped more than anybody in this country? Men. Men in prison. Men in prison. And it's it's a a fact. That's a hard sell. Men in prison. (laughs) No, it's a fact. Men in prison get raped more than anyone in this country. But you know what the problem with that fact is? They get raped by men! Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's black-on-black crime, okay? The men are raping the men. It's not women breaking into prison and raping fucking poor prisoners. Right. It's men raping men. It supports women's idea that these men are fucking assholes. Right.
3: It's exactly what they've been saying. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's ridiculous. It's such a fucking asinine and uh, disingenuous argument.
3: But would you agree okay, feminist and then men's right, would you agree there's a balance in the middle? Like a woman's not doesn't want some guy who's going to intimidate her and scare the shit out of her, but she doesn't want some pussy who doesn't know how to make a move either. As long as there's a fine line in the middle.
2: Yeah, I, well, I think here's the problem with saying women want, everybody wants something different. Some women like super feminine, really thin, like heroin looking dudes. Some women like guys with guts. Some women like black guys. Some women like Asian guys. Some women like timid guys. Some women like aggressive guys. Some women like to be held down. Some women like their hair pulled. Some women like to be choked. Some women will fucking scream and stab you if you try to choke them. Rightly so. If you just try to grab them and strangle them like your last girlfriend, they'll fucking think you're trying to rape them, and they'll grab something and stab you in the dick. That's normal, too. There's a weird, broad spectrum of what people like and don't like. So whenever you say, women don't want a man that does this— are you sure? Because I've met girls that want that. You know? Don't tell me that women don't like to be choked. They will not like their face <laughs> right. fucked. Because they right. do. There's girls that like their face fucked. Like, I've, I've seen it, yeah, yeah. I've heard them say it, I've heard the words, which fuck my mouth. Like, whoa, holy shit. You're the they boss. Yeah. On, they
1: puke on your dick and it dries up and it's like Plus, a gelatin the next day. The first time oh a girl God. said it
2: to me, I was young, man. I had never even heard it before. I was like, wait a minute, what? My, my last girlfriend, she'd scream if I grabbed the back of her head. And this girl's telling me to fuck her face. Like everyone's different. Right. Everyone's different. That's what the problem with this whole women like this or men men want a woman who not every man wants a woman who does that. There's a lot of men want weird shit. There's a lot of men want a mommy. A lot of men like women that punch them in the face. There's, there's men that like there's a whole websites dedicated to getting kicked in the balls by girls wearing stilettos. There's a lot of weirdness Ugh. in the world, man. You can't say men like this and women like that. You can't. The only thing you could do is be nice to each other. That's the only thing you could do, right. man or women. So, like, the reason why feminism exists—the only reason why it exists—is because there's an imbalance. If there wasn't an imbalance, there wouldn't be this need to be extreme towards that side. Mm-hmm. If it was like, no, if men were like really kind to women and there was no dispute, then there would be, there would be, it would be ridiculous to have feminism. Nobody would believe in it. The only reason why it can exist. Like, whether you believe in a lot of the things that they generalize or not, and I don't, I don't believe in the generalizations, I believe there's a lot of good people out there. And I think as soon as you start lumping men into general categories, it's just like lumping women or anyone in the general categories. We're too broad in a spectrum. There's always an exception to everything. But there's too many different variables when it comes to humans interacting with each other, especially sexually. But the only reason why feminism exists at all is because there's something wrong. If there was nothing wrong, if there was no women that were getting shit on, if there was no uh, sexual harassment in the workplace, if there was no discrimination when it comes to employment, if, there, if none of those things existed, you couldn't make the argument. It just, it's that simple. The, nobody would buy it. The women wouldn't buy it. Nobody would join. They'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Like, every, men men treat women like they're themselves, living another life. Right. You know, but that's not the case. So when you have whether it's the men's rights guys or the feminists, the reason why these groups exist is because something's wrong. There's not a balance, you know. And there's always going to be someone that's out there in the far end of the seesaw trying to tip it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's but that they exist because something's going on. The men's rights guys exist because there's something going on because a lot of guys do get fucked over in divorce, man. I've seen it. I've seen some brutal shit happen to men in marriages. I've seen some men that were targeted by women who were just, uh, they were financial assassins, and they went after men for their money and got pregnant with these men for their money and stole money from these men. I've seen it. I know it happens. Mm. I've seen it without the, the baby part. I've seen I've seen people get fucked over. I've seen it happen many times. That doesn't mean that the men's rights guys are right when they say stupid shit like men get raped more than women. (laughs) You know, yeah, you fucking get raped by each other, you dumb fuck. That's such a dumb thing to say. (laughs) It's just, it's so, it's like, it's such a disingenuous argument. Are you really worried about being raped, dude? Because I don't worry about it ever. How about that?
3: Don't don't go to prison. Yeah,
2: I don't worry about getting raped, man. It never comes up, no. (laughs) And I'm around UFC fighters all the time. (laughs) I'm around people who actually could rape me and it doesn't really come up. I just, when a guy says that, if a guy was talking about divorce laws and the idea that, you know, someone can actually target someone and someone can extract money from them by, you know, by basically a conspiracy, you're conspiring to rip guys off. Mm-hmm. And that's what a gold digger is. It's a whole profession. There's songs about it. I mean, it's not like a kind of a myth, like a unicorn or something like that. It's not a chupacabra. It's a real fucking thing. It's a category in society. Gold diggers. And, you know, that's not good either. But then there's the guys who fall for those traps. What is that? That's natural selection, you stupid fuck. (laughs) How do you you not look at her and look at you and not know she's after your money? You're disgusting. Right. What, do you think it's your personality? You know, you're walking around with a fucking $10,000 watch on, driving a Ferrari, and you wonder why women want you to pay for their rent. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's what you do, stupid. Look, I'm on both sides. I work both sides of the fence. That's how I rock it. But, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to bridge gaps here. I'm trying to bring people together. I'm trying to let feminists and men's rights advocates and, and everybody know that we're all just humans. When I see like I was watching this thing about atheism plus I don't know if you know what atheism plus is. It's, so you see the people it's that the want to attach <laughs> atheism with core values, like against sexual harassment, racial discrimination. My and they they had these really long verbose speeches. But my problem with that, when I was watching that, I was like Duh, right? Duh. That's what. It, that's
3: what. Essentially, that's what it is. anyways. all of it.
2: Gay marriage. Duh. Yeah. R- 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 racial discrimination. Duh. You know, w- 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 sexual discrimination. Duh. All of it's duh. Yeah, it shouldn't be there. Right. It should. Everyone should just. Uh, we should all know that. It's like when you start railing on about it, you make me want to sexually harass somebody <laughs> because you're so fucking annoying, and it's so obvious what you're saying. It's so stupid to keep harping on shit that. I say we shouldn't stab babies. Yes, yes, no stabbing babies. So profound. Yeah, nobody... If you don't want gay people to get married, you're a fucking asshole. If you don't think that black people should have the same rate of pay as a white person, you're an asshole. If you don't think black people should live in your neighborhood... You're an asshole. If right. you don't, It's all nonsense. It's, it's so clear by this day and age that it's duh. So when I see something like Atheism Plus and these long, drawn-out speeches where they're mentioning all these other things that we should already agree on, right. like, where are we starting from? Are we starting from barbarism? Are we fucking pirates? Are we, are we educating fucking horrible criminal people? That's or- what it feels like. Yeah, it's like, stop harping on this shit. Enough already. We should literally make two countries. We should saw the fucking country in half and put up a giant fence. And anybody who doesn't want gay (laughs) marriage, anybody who doesn't want black people, anybody who hates Asians, get over there. Stop. Right. You need to figure it out on your own. Uh, Too many people people have already figured it out.
3: Half the that's I would say like a small island. I would put like an island. Just let them go and do that.
2: It might even be half the people. But it's going to be... Look, my point is, if you're joining Atheism Plus, Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ, aren't you already there? I mean, do you really have to repeat that? I mean, how much preaching to the choir has to be done? They have to ch- chirp on that same shit that we all rational people already agree in. Saw this bitch! Let's right down the middle. We'll take the left, you take the right, go. Right. And we can all live in each other's spots if we want to, but let's, be, let's recognize what we have over here. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of black haters. Bunch of Jew haters, bunch of gay bashers, all in one country. We could give them Louisiana. No, Louisiana's pretty cool. What should we give them? North Dakota. Give them South Dakota. Nobody even goes there. I How would say Rhode Island. Away? Yeah. Just put them out in the, in the move water the South somewhere. Dakota people to like Connecticut. They'd be so happy. Delaware. Like, oh, this is so much Delaware. <laughs> There's some spots you could give them some upper Alaska areas. Well, they have camps. That's what we should do. Take racists. <laughs> round them, and them up and put them in camps. <laughs> <laughs> make can live with polar bears. You, you want to know how much you're going to love black people after nine months of living with polar bears? I got an idea. <laughs> Let's take everybody and put them in a camp. <laughs> <laughs> That's never been done before, right? has it?
1: <laughs> this is a good idea.
2: <laughs> well, clearly we have too many people that suck. It just—it's so simple. It's just don't be an asshole. Yeah, that, you don't need to. That's it. So so simple. It's fucking it. And it really in this day and age, it's really all that's left. You know, if you—I mean, someone can say I'm a blank, fill in the blank with religion. As soon as your religion involves killing people that don't believe in your religion, you're an asshole. Right. It Doesn't matter if you call yourself a Muslim or a Mormon or a Christian. You know, any Christian that believes in killing people that don't believe in Christ, right? You're you're missing it. No, you're missing it completely. And what about that little voice in the side that just says, "This isn't,
3: this just doesn't feel right." Some people don't have that voice, dude. They have right, the voice the, that says, "Eat the baby." But <laughs> right, just, but that's a small minority of of sociopaths. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about even the most hardcore Christian, deep down
2: inside, if someone's going to murder another, you go, ah, uh, this just doesn't feel good. If everything's going well. See, that's what the thing is, though. The thing is, that only exists if everything's going well. If everything's going well in people's lives and they're not living a really savage existence where they're hard scrabble trying to feed their family and their children. Once that starts happening, people get really savage, really quick. Right,
3: but what I'm saying is, like a hardcore Christian, deep down inside, you know that it's not you shouldn't be against gay people being happy. You, yeah.
2: Why don't you listen to that voice? Yeah, but they don't know because if if someone really believes in an ideology, okay, if you really believe in the teachings of the Bible. Mm-hmm. There are passages in the Bible that you can interpret as saying that a man should not lie with a man. Sure. And that if a man does that, that man is against God. And then if you get really crazy about defending God's will, you might conceivably think that you're doing God's work by killing someone who happens to be gay. It's a ridiculous aspect of ideology. It's a real problem. There was a fucking crazy video that Sam uh, Harris tweeted after uh, he did my podcast. We, we talked about Islam, and we talked about um, people that think that it's radical Islam, but it's not radical Islam. It's just some of the tenets of being a Muslim that they all believe in. So find that video. Find that video. It's uh, Sam Harris. Uh, on. It's actually on samharris.org. It's on his website. He had, he wrote a whole blog post about it and then linked the video. And you watch it and they're talking about stoning people to death for adultery and how many people agree with it. And they're all agreeing and raising their hands like, no, that just makes you an asshole. Right. That just makes you an asshole. Try to find the video. It's in there somewhere. It says something. That's it right there. Islam or Islamophobia. Now watch this. And this is fascinating because this guy is really, really confident when he's making a speech about what what uh Muslims believe and don't believe. I mean, this is actually Islam.net. This is not a website that's designed to like shame the Muslims. They're very proud of what this guy's saying. It's 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 very radical. It's really interesting. Pull pull it forward a little bit till to see the guy talking
0: they always attack the Muslims or Islam in particular while for for some certain things for example about gays in uh, they always
3: attack us and, and the teachings towards this matter for example while in Christianity
0: in Judaism it's the same uh, punishment uh, that exists you know I mean it's Haram and uh, so why they're always for example focusing on Islam and not uh, Judaism or, or Christianity while for example also
3: on Jerusalem for those who've been to Jerusalem and the bosses in Jerusalem, for example, when, uh, women sit separate than men, for example. You know, So why, like five minutes
0: ago or, or early, we were asked about why Muslims uh, have to be sitting separate, you know, men and women. But they never ask uh, these questions to Jews or, or Christians, why specifically Muslims or Islam? Didn't you we know? answer this question yesterday? And you said that you need to ask the media. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But he needs an answer, he was not here yesterday. He was not here. But the other people were here. The other people will uh, suffer because of you. <laughs> the, the, the answer is very simple. Islam is the truth. And Christianity and Judaism are not the truth.
2: Oh, what a great answer. Could I give fucking a genius on to this topic? Oh, it's the truth. No, Follow up. Watch this. Watch this. This is where it gets interesting.
0: Yep, but you are the sheikh. You are the, you are the doctor. Yes. MashaAllah. <laughs> Can we have the camera, can we have this camera focusing on all the audience here? Can we have this camera focusing on all the audience? Because every now and then, every time we have a conference, every time we invite a speaker, they always can come with the same accusations. This speaker supports death penalty for homosexuals. This speaker supports death penalty for this crime or this crime or that. He is homophobic. They subjugate women, etc., etc., etc. It's the same old stuff coming all the time. And we always try to tell them, I always try to tell them that, look, it's not that speaker that we're inviting who has these extreme radical views as you say these are general views that every muslim actually has every muslim believes in these things just because they're not telling you about it or just because they're not out there in the media doesn't mean they don't believe in them so i will ask you everyone in the room how many of you are Normal Muslims, you're not extremist, you're not radical, this is normal Sunni Muslims. Please raise your hands. Everybody, masha'Allah. SubhanAllah. Okay, take down your hands again. How many of you agree that men and women should sit separate? Please raise your hands. They're
2: all raising their hands by wow. the way, except for one badass yes. motherfucker in the front row that keeps his arms crossed. Everyone agree. Now, Everyone it gets, now
0: it gets Brothers really weird. Brothers and sisters, SubhanAllah. So, so it's not just these radical Sheikhs then, Allahu Akbar. Next question, how many of you agree that the punishments described in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, whether it is death, whether it is stoning for adultery, whatever it is, if it is from Allah and His Messenger, that is the best punishment ever possible. For humankind, and that is what we should apply in the world. Who, who agrees with that?
2: Everyone raises their hand. Four thousand people.
0: Allahu Akbar. Are you all the radical extremists?
2: And they're all
0: So, all of you are saying that you are common Muslims. You all go to the different messages, no way. Or is it? Are you like a specific sect, like the Islam Net sect, or anything like that? Are you like that? No. Is it, are you like that? Please raise, your, please raise your hand if you like this extreme Islam, that sect, or anything like that.
2: No one no raises one. their hand.
0: Allahu Akbar! How many of you just go to this normal mas- masajids in Norway, the normal Sunni mosques. Please raise your hands.
2: Everyone raises their wow. hands.
0: Allahu Akbar! So what's, what's the politicians gonna say now? What is the media gonna say now? That we're all extremists? we're all radicals we need to deport all of us from this country subhanallah allahu akbar takbir
2: takbir okay okay kill it amazing
1: yeah but is it is it just because that group in particular is like going to like a huge church and then they're all just like yes we believe you know are these just normal people no, like if you go out in the what streets what he's
2: saying is in the quran those are the punishments that are for homosexuality, for um, adultery, those are the punishments. right. You're supposed to be killed, and they're saying that every Muslim agrees with this. Everyone at least in that group of That's four, thousand people agrees with that man. Uh, whether or not that carries over to larger groups or whether or not people have a more moderate view that's a small group the bottom ain't hey, that small bro it's, it's not the whole country deal. though I'm i like, know but like, everyone in the group agreed it's a weird yeah, thing We to... couldn't get that many people and they're all raising their hands at throwing rocks at people until they die
1: but if you go to like one of our min- min- ministries you know like our uh people that you know uh the, the guys that always ask for money and you know like there's big groups of people the churches that you have on late night TV. ministers yeah like but the what, right what, ministries yeah yeah if see one of those and he did the same thing and uh-huh. then, you know, all those people might be like that also, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, it it, is it all like-minded people
2: yeah. drawn together in exactly. one place? Yeah. Could be, yeah, it could be, but I think the difference being is that he's citing very specific passages in the religion that deal with crimes and punishments and that, you know, they they're, they're, they're agreeing on murder Oh yeah, basically Because I mean, it's the truth. Yeah, because it's the truth
3: <laughs> That's all he said, it's just the truth
2: Yeah, that's, uh that becomes a problem yeah yeah that's that's like that's not just simply whether or not you think that other people should believe what you believe but you believe if two guys fuck each other they should throw rocks at them until they die like, that's a
1: major problem. Ooh. if you
2: look at this group if you really look at the people they're all young people they all look like call of duty mm-hmm. players actually i don't even see one old person over the age of 20 30 i mean well it's kind of hard to see quite honestly you see some people in the front row but everything back behind that gets really blurry you don't really see how closely you know see how close up other faces, but the front row, yeah, definitely young people. I think a lot of like you know radical religions they find people that are looking for guidance, you know, and they find people that are looking for some sort of a, a clear pattern. There's something about like that guy talking, okay, he was so confident that everyone was going to raise their hand along with him, yeah, and the things that he was saying there's a there's this like appeal to like being a part of that you know there's like this there's this, you're drawn to the idea of being a part of this crazy group that is so down for what they believe that they think that you should kill people with rocks if they don't follow some old old writing there's something appealing about that it becomes something like you you become like a part of like some badass group if you join up with that you become like a serious person who really believes in god like it appeals to it appeals to a weird aspect of the human psyche. What's that song that's playing in the background?
4: I don't hear anything.
2: Oh, sir, sir, something from someone's laptop or something leaking over. sound soundtrack to Islam.net. Yeah, yeah. What that? was that? Yeah, it's uh, it's just, uh, just to freak out white people. They probably don't even like that music. Pan <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we want to freak them out.
1: It's like a televangelist, is what I was trying to think of earlier. But that's what it seemed like.
3: It's um.
2: Did it look like they were
3: all on board with that though? Because there was a lot of hesitation. It seemed like on some of their faces. Well,
2: that dude in the right-hand corner with his arms crossed. The undercover that, cop. Yeah, that motherfucker <laughs> never. <laughs> that guy never raised his hand. Right. He's just looking at Friday, the ground, too. Look, he looks pretty is... Russian. But they, a lot of them were kind of
3: laughing a little bit. Like, they weren't even, like, I don't know if we do 100% believe this.
2: Well, I don't know about that. I think you guys are looking into that. When that dummy on, to the right side, because Islam is the truth. The it's truth. is simple. End. And Christianity and Judaism are not the truth. Oh, sh- nice. You shut up, you dummy. You're just trying to get friends. <laughs> you don't have any friends. You want friends to be on your side. You're old. You're old and you're pretending that makes sense. You don't have anybody that talks to you. If you get that stupid beard and a pair of glasses and a fucking blazer on like you're a college professor and you say that in front of a group of people and don't know that it sounds retarded, you don't have any friends.
1: Did you know that there's an Oculus Rift porn now? I heard. And it, it's connected to like a flashlight device, I and heard. then you just sit there and you get I fucked. I heard. <laughs> anyway, what is the guy seeing? He's seeing a, a, an anime character that he's fucking. And oh wow! So, and Crazy. He, like, the more he
2: fucks her, the more he like. That's so ridiculous. And it's very South Park-like anime. Ew, I don't want to see that guy's dick. (laughs) (laughs) I just know that you're going to see some bass. Bass. How How low can you go? go? (laughs) (laughs) Or a domino. Yeah. It's a matter of time before they have a robot that fucks you. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be that first or it'll be like the new thing that Motorola came up with. Have you seen this? It's a patent for a tattoo that they're going to tattoo a microphone on your voice box, like some sort of electronic (laughs) tattoo. Uh So they're going to literally implant, they're going to start implanting microphones on people's necks. And with that you're going to be able to talk directly to the device without any distortion or, or sound. <sighs> These aren't the droids, you are looking at <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's how it starts. <laughs> I mean, this is how it starts. <laughs> That's exactly how it starts. It's 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 more like by your command. Right. It'd be cool it's for people that,
1: that have problems talking, you know, like with throat cancer or something like that. When no it won't it, it is, won't have any bearing. Yeah, on it's that. not a voice box. No, it's, oh, it's, it's just not. to the
3: computer chip.
2: Yeah, it's just a microphone. It's only a microphone. Oh, See this they're gonna tattoo that shit gangster style on your neck. Like an Ethan Hawke movie. Like an Ethan Hawke movie back when girls wanted to fuck him. He probably did a few of these movies. Back when he was still kind of cute. Now he's like a dad. He's a dad in a horror movie a lot. But back in then every he was a cutie. Yeah. He was a cute, smart guy. He was going to rescue you because you have that tattoo on your neck and it starts glowing. So it means your life tokens are up or something. <laughs> did I just make a plot for a new hit? Someone call Michael Bay. It's a great idea. Are you going to go see Thor? Oh, yeah. I would love to see Thor. I love those movies. I was yeah. a huge Marvel Comics fan growing up, so I'll, I see every one of those fucking things. Yeah. Iron Man, Thor, what have you. I enjoyed Iron Man 3. I thought it was kind of interesting. It wasn't as good as Iron Man 2, but it's still a good ride. Yeah. I, same thing with Mo- Wolverine. I love the new Wolverine. I oh, thought It wasn't was great. as good as the last one, but it was all right. You thought this? You thought uh, Origins was better than this new one? Yeah, okay. I thought it was. I thought that one with the bones coming out of his knuckles. Oh, come on. Right. A little. But the Avengers... This, the Hulk scene alone for the Avengers was worth the price of admission. Right. The Hulk, they have the Hulk down. For the longest time, they used to have to get a dude pretending to be the Hulk. That was bullshit. But now they can CGI the shit out of the Hulk. It's right. the only thing that works with CGI better than it works in real life. Because the Hulk is supposed to be this freakish thing that doesn't even look remotely like a person. Right, it's not supposed to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. The new one, the new Hulk is the shit, dude.
3: Yeah, I was worried about that at first because I was I kind of liked Edward Norton playing it, and then I saw
2: and he fucking knocked it out of the park. It was yeah. awesome. Edward Norton could suck it. <laughs> After over, you see the yeah, new yeah. one, yeah, It's over bitch. Yeah, what's great. the new guy's name? Mark Mark, Ruff- Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah he's way he nailed better. it. He's way better. I believe that he's going to turn into the Hulk.
3: That scene when he goes, yeah. the the trick is I'm always angry. Yeah, it's I the best fucking it. scene of the movie.
2: I believe that that dude's just barely keeping it together. Right and when he turns, man, it's. Fucking fantastic. Ugh. But I didn't buy Scarlett Johansson surviving that. Mm. Bitch, please. All you got right. is some fucking flippy moves. You got some gymnastics. And you got the Hulk chasing you, running through walls, and you just managed to survive. Right. Have you been watching Suspension SHIELD? Of disbelief. Have you been watching Agents of
1: SHIELD on NBC? No. Is it any good? Or whatever channel it's on? I'm watching too know. many shows, dude. But that one guy is in the show, the one that died in the Carlson. Avengers. Carlson.
2: Yeah, how the f- nah, fuck? He died see. in the Avengers? Yeah, I remember. They
3: make Spoiler you figgy does they give you like the pl- mm. like the playing card or something right oh, with blood right. on it oh, yeah. that's
2: right yeah. yeah I don't know they can do whatever the fuck they want they bring people back with time machines and shit <laughs> right. it's comic books you, you believe in Thor you believe it's really I was just Thor? about to say that
3: a guy came from from another planet and our problem is there's a guy that maybe died
2: <laughs> man, I'm not buying this this fucking show's over I buy that little skinny R- scientist guy could become a huge hulking eight thousand pound green man but no not Scarlett problem. Johansson doing backflips yeah. I don't buy that. The Hulk can fly through the air, but he can't catch Scarlett Johansson as she does gymnastics to get away from him. He literally can leaf <laughs> like a bullet through the air, and he can't catch her. Bitch. <laughs> continuity, you fucks. How about a little continuity? How about write something that makes more sense and right. don't have that scene? Asshole. I thought of the the best shit was... Captain America and Iron Man duking it out. In the They're, woods? Like, upset with each other. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was well, great. it was Iron Man and Captain America, they were talking shit to each other, remember? Mm-hmm. It was Thor and Captain America. Thor and Iron Man went to war, right? But Captain America and uh, Iron Man were talking shit to each other. Because Captain America was like, yeah, you we'll see who you are without that machine. He's right. like, bitch, you're on steroids. Right. Right. <laughs> <Really? laughs> <laughs> Captain America was like a little skinny guy. They gave him like the super roids. This, and the yeah, yeah. Come on, son. This is a stupid fucking argument we're having here. That was a great scene. Those are good movies, man. They're fun. They're stupid. They're fun. And when they're over, you feel like a boy again. Right. You feel like you just watched something retarded. Nobody cried. You didn't have to fucking explain yourself afterwards. Well, I felt like she was being unfair to him. Because his whole <laughs> There's that some ending Blah. you have
3: to interpret. Yeah.
2: Blah. Blah. Not interested. Shit got blown up. Yeah, women like to interpret films after they're over. Guys like to try to fuck you, which I do. We take you to a movie. It's just We're just trying to give you something fun to do before we fuck you. <laughs> it's
3: very nice
1: of or us. Or at least
2: try to fuck you. I mean, maybe we want to see it. Is, is Bad Grandpa good? That looks good. I heard that was amazing. It is it funny? Hilarious. Yeah,
1: everyone that saw it said it was amazing.
2: It looks fucking it hilarious. Does us, a lot of it
1: in Columbus, Ohio, it's filmed, too, by the way. Fun fact. Really?
2: Yep. it's got a lot of dumb people in Ohio who pull their shit off. <laughs> They <laughs> don't realize that's Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, are you retarded? They Think haven't even really gotten the first jackass guy? yet. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, he looks, that's the amazing thing they can do now with, with makeup. You know, like even back when Jamie Kennedy had that show, the Jamie Kennedy experience, mm-hmm. it was, the makeup was a little sketchy. Right. Like you had to be like kind of gullible to fall for it. But now the gull- I mean, he looks like an old guy, man. Yeah. It's perfect.
1: I would really like to see it in person. You know what I mean? Mm. You, have you ever seen that kind of makeup yes. on somebody? Oh, you have, yeah, yeah, have. I have.
2: Yeah, I saw when Kevin James was doing uh, "Here Comes the Boom." They made him up like he got the shit kicked out of him, dude. I believed it, totally wow. believed it. He looked like a guy who just got beat up. They gave him like welts, they they put him cuts, and it was it was amazing. Like huh. they they can make you look pretty fucked up, and they can you know they can do some pretty amazing shit, like with making you look old. Especially, you can't make an old guy look young. You got to do that with, like, special effects. But you can make a young guy look old pretty easy. That would be cool if they can make old guys look young now. It never looks (laughs) right.
3: It never looks right in the movies when they do that.
2: This thing that I've been doing for my back, this uh, Regino Keen, and anybody, if you have, if anybody has a back injury and, uh, like, a bulging disc situation, my bulging disc has completely gone away. And uh, I just found this out through MRIs. I had a 6 millimeter bulging disc in my neck that was numbing my fingers. And uh, through spinal decompression, which is this thing where it like, pulls in your neck and straightens, like it extends your discs, and they, they, they draw back in. And you do it slowly over a long period of time. A lot of stretching, changing my diet, a lot of Rolfing, and all that stuff. And something called prolozone therapy, which is prolo therapy, which strengthens ligaments and tendons. And it's mixed with ozone, which helps you heal. Just doing all that stuff, my my disc has completely stopped swelling. It's gone down to where it looks like a normal disc now, which is crazy. That means six millimeters went back in. And I didn't do jujitsu for more than six months, so I knew that I wasn't I just gave myself the time. I was still able to work out in a lot of ways, but I knew that if I got my neck yanked on again, it would probably go right back. Are
1: you going to go back to jiu-jitsu, you think? Yeah,
2: definitely. Oh. But now this Regino Keen stuff that I've been doing is this thing that they developed in Germany, and it's this blood-spinning procedure. They take the, the your blood, and then they introduce it to heat, and the heat makes your blood grow like white blood cells, I believe, and then they spin it in a centrifuge, and they draw this... Yellow liquid out of it that turns out to be like the most potent anti-inflammatory drug known to man Mm -hmm. Your own body makes it your blood makes it they figured this shit out in Germany and uh, They do it in Santa Monica now, but the guy in Germany has figured out a way to they're very close to being able to give You an injection that restarts your body's production of collagen, which is what gives people wrinkles so when old dudes get wrinkles or old women get wrinkles this will let your body restart its collagen production, proje- production, and your face, your wrinkles in your face will start to disappear. Wow! Wow! Like they're two years away from curing wrinkles. <sighs> it's incredible. Nice.
1: Like fuck cancer, we got wrinkles Yeah. Down. Well, they're gonna. <laughs> That's how vain we are as a country. <laughs> well,
2: they're gonna have a lot of things down. You're by still
3: then. gonna die, yeah. but you're gonna look great. Yeah. They
2: cure a lot of fucking cancer now, man. A lot of cancer. When they pull they this do. out of
3: you, when they pull, it, they just inject it back in.
2: They they spin it in a centrifuge and there's if you go to uh, if you just look up the, the Regenokine, I think it's R E G E N O K I N E they explain the the process it's corth- I think it has a different name in Germany it's called Orthokine or something like that but basically it's a blood spinning procedure it's not like platelet rich plasma it's different and it's uh, it's getting your blood to react to uh, to heat. And then they spin it, and then they withdraw the stuff out of it and people with arthritis, people that have like serious injuries. Peyton Manning started his football career like he's he was like almost retiring, he had two neck surgeries mm-hmm. went to that dude in Germany, bam playing football like a champ now. So many, uh, uh, I know several MMA athletes that have gone over there, the place in Santa Monica and the place in Germany. They get their knees fixed. People with, like, serious arthritis, they they get shot with this stuff, and within a week they have this incredible range of motion that they haven't had in years. It's amazing stuff. These doctors are so fucking smart, man. There's just, like, every year they're figuring out some new thing, and every year they're making people healthier, fixing injuries keep hearing that sound i think it's outside it's not it's not coming through um the microphone it's coming through outside somewhere
1: yeah i think it might be like a ups truck thing or
2: something maybe squeaky wheels yeah. but it's just it's so incredible when you see all the different shit did you see that thing where a guy made a, um um a 3d in a 3d printer made a uh, an artificial hand for his son no yeah oh. yeah for like 10 bucks
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's it's awesome. They
2: wow. they also figured out a way to make the first functional gun in a metal 3D printer. They made a metal 3D printer and they they made a pistol and fired off 50 rounds of this pistol.
3: That's scary though. Fuck yeah. That's fucking terrifying.
2: It's all crazy. Is this the the hand yeah. that this guy had? He created this? A looking $10 hand. That, yes. It's hard to see what that is. his good boy hand. It's His hand is holding that object. Hand he never had. That's the metal things are his fingers. Wow. Yeah, he's holding something, like a, a pipe or something. Okay. But we're really close. I met a guy in New York when I was doing that. See if you can click on that link and show the video. Okay. I met a guy in New York when we were doing um, that uh, sci-fi show that had a complete artificial hand. Look at that. Ten bucks? Amazing. made it with a fucking digital printer.
3: It cost me $50 to get headshots printed at Kinko's the other (laughs) (laughs) day. Headshots. Headshots. This guy got a fucking hand.
2: Headshots are hilarious. (laughs) This one guy um, in Australia got his leg and his arm bitten off by a shark. And he got a new artificial arm and an artificial leg. These robotic, bionic, carbon fiber arms and legs. It's great. And he walks around, dude, with no limp. It's the weirdest shit ever Let's see if let me find this uh man gets artificial limbs after bitten off by a shark Let's see if we can find this yeah, giant shark ooh nope killed kills South American South African German tourist on life support after losing arm in Hawaii. Well, wow, there's a lot of fucking people get killed by sharks, dude. Reach. What? Bionic leg helps shark attack victim walk. Is that it? Nope, not ain't it. Let's see if this is it. Matt Lauer.
1: To, being, to what is being called the world's first bionic man. We're going to check him out in action in just a minute, but first, how the bionic man came
4: what? to be. No way.
1: What the fuck? It's <laughs> <is> not right <laughs> Matt Law is the bionic man <laughs> that was creepy right? um, Oh, hundred percent bionic man well, that's kinda interesting has come it's a nearly bionic man assembled from prosthetics and artificial parts already in real use in real people we might change what it means to be human
0: artificial heart artificial trachea artificial bionic hands Artificial oh. eyesight, implantable kidney, artificial blood, bionic exoskeleton, restoring walking ability to people who are paralyzed. 28 different parts in all,
1: together for the That's first crazy. time. Bertolt Meyer, a Swiss social psychologist, hosts an upcoming special on the project.
2: That's crazy. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, we're only a few hundred years away from not being able to tell whether or not a person's a robot. Yep. In 200 years, I think I'm not. that's not even a conservative gamble. 200 years, is, is, it's probably not even 100, really. Right. And when I say 200 years, I mean, that's like, that's 100%, right? If we don't blow ourselves up, 200 years from now. The, right, yeah, be, if we make it to 200 years. They're already years, living yeah. among us, guys. You think? Yes. Just think about 200 years ago, it was, slavery was legal. Right. You know? Wrap your head around that. Can you imagine what we're going to see like when we're like super old?
3: Like, what we're going to tell our kids and grandkids?
2: 200 years ago, no photographs. Nope. No cars. Slavery is legal. You're riding around ha- animals like an asshole. You have, mm-hmm. you have a horse. You take your stupid, stinky horse everywhere, and you have to tie it up. It shits all over the place. You know what outer space was. Or, you don't know what the fuck that is. It's a bunch of fucking gods up there mm-hmm. lighting candles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody knew... <laughs> 200 years ago, it's so long ago when you think of, like, if you had to go back in time and live like people lived 200 years ago, it would suck a fat one. It wouldn't even be a little fun. Everybody would die. Every time the flu comes into town, all your best friends are dead. 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 You don't live. If you get an infection, dead. You just got to survive at that point. 200 years later, we're talking about, 200 years from now where there's robots that you literally can't tell if it's a person or a robot. For sure, right? 100%.
3: And no wrinkles.
2: I think they're already here. Do you think that robot (laughs) prostitutes will be the first market? Oh, yeah. Probably, right? Violence or sex. How much much blowback do you think there will be with robot prostitutes if women, you know, will women like draw a line in the sand that fucking robot is a cheating thing? Oh, oh, I'm sure yeah, they'll find yeah. a way to justify that. Yeah. yeah, like when will it come? Like, okay, let's say, like, what if the robot looks like like this alien head? Doesn't look remotely like a person. Looks fake as fuck. If the robot looks like this, yeah. by the way, that one that you
1: sent me the other or today or last night, that's yes. amazing. Same guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, that's
2: a zombie that he made for us. Um, oh, yeah. I can't wait
1: to see that in person. Can you can can normal people order these? Or does he have a website? Well, I'll find
2: out. I'll find out what his what his deal is. Uh his name is Francisco Hernandez and he's uh he's in LA. He's an mm-hmm. LA guy. But he made me this fucking dope ass zombie yeah. that's coming here in this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool to just be able to get uh artists to create shit for us. Yeah. It's so cool. So, so many different things. I gotta bring the gorilla in the 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 werewolf fucking the gorilla in the ass. Still have that at home. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy just awesome. shows up, shows up at the fucking ice house. I'm like, what is this? I open it up. It's a fucking werewolf, fucking a gorilla in the <laughs> it's ass. The
1: greatest. Because of a,
2: an idea that I had, a dream I had once. of This werewolf and a gorilla having sex, and I was trying to like creep around the outside of the room <laughs> so they didn't notice and get out of there.
1: That dude made me uh, mad. made me the death squad cat, but he has a huge hog, like a big dick. that's
2: <laughs> awesome. That dude's a freak. <laughs> He's awesome. That dude's a freak. <laughs> So back to what
3: you were saying. So, so something as ugly as, like, a, 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 they would still get mad if we had sex with it.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it gets to, like, if it looks like a fake thing, women probably would be, like, treat it like a fleshlight. Right. But as it gets closer and closer to a real person, like, if it looks like... Robbie the robot from Lost in Space. Right. Danger, danger! You could stick your dick in that. No right. one's gonna
1: say anything. Would they, Would they let you print out a face of her though? Like, so if it looks just mm. like
2: your wife? Yeah, but then then why would you want to come home? Her face is covered in seven inches of cum. (laughs) (laughs) You never clean it. You just keep shooting on her face. And she's like, "What are you doing? You trying to drown me? Is this like some Uh, passive aggressive shit?" Right? Or you drown me in cum? Or
3: you're married to a brunette and you come home and the robot's blonde? Yeah. And
2: that's what she just freaks the fuck out. You come home. You're putting blackface on your robot. (laughs) Uh, Your wife is like, "What the fuck? You (laughs) like? I knew it." Did you know uh, a teacher got fired? Yeah. In Toronto, because he dressed up like Mr. T for Halloween and put Blackface on yeah, well you can't be Mr. T without it, how the fuck that is so dumb yeah, that you would a guy has a Mr. T outfit on, and you he's not allowed to darken his skin what kind of bullshit PC world are we living yeah. in?
1: Somebody in San Diego got the same thing happened because uh, he dressed up as a bobsled team member. And a, a bobsled <sighs> team member actually said, oh, no, that's funny. I like
3: it. But all, look, I, I'm going to take the opposite on this. Like, all sympathies to that... But if you're a teacher and you know how sensitive people are, when you're pulling your Mister T costume out of the closet, you got to go. You know yeah. what? I probably shouldn't do this.
1: Yeah, but your mayor smokes crack and oh, wants to sure. kill this type,
2: sure. Mike Tyson. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> 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 There's got to be that.
3: As you're applying butt face as a teacher, you should go. Yeah, this is probably not going to sit well with people. Assholes.
1: <laughs> I love Toronto. Toronto's the shit.
2: <laughs> uh, Toronto is the shit. It's a. It's an amazing, amazing city. It's really crazy because it's like a city, but yet it's also like. A bunch of really nice people. It's almost like small-towny. You know, it's it's very strange. I, I, I think it's one of the rare cities in this in this country that has a very unique vibe of its own. Vancouver has a vibe of its own as well. Man- Montreal has a vibe of its own as well. Very great vibe, too. Montreal is a great comedy town. But Toronto, I think it's my favorite city in Canada. Mm-hmm. Me, too. There's just something special about that place. I, I would move there, even though it's cold as fuck. <laughs> That's how much I love Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like if shit got weird, I don't know if I'd live in Vancouver. I think I might live in Vancouver, but Vancouver, even though it doesn't get cold, it gets like a lot of rainy and shit. And Toronto's pretty dope, and it's got a great comedy community as well. Yeah, Toronto's got a sweet. It's a lot, of, a lot of comics there. Joey Diaz, call what the fuck, fuck Oxaka? So don't fucking put me on speakerphone. I have something to tell you. Can't be calling me in the middle of a podcast, Joey. How dare you? I just
1: noticed we have the exact same phone, <laughs> but yours is white and with a uh, or, or black with a white case, as mine's white with a black case. Like, want to yeah, swap yeah.
2: cases? You want a black case? You want to work? Oh case? no, that's I,
1: I wanted to do a contrast. Oh,
2: it. you're crazy. I like the white case because I can see it. Yeah. Because I would put the black case down, and everything's that's black, true. black leather, black. Yeah, I see. I I don't see it as much. I like it. I got this because they didn't have the black, but then once I, I ordered the black in the mail, I put the black on I said, you know what, I like the white better. Yeah. But that case is the perfect case. It's kind of cool, too, when you close it, like yeah. the window on the outside of it, Yeah. it shows the... It um, makes a window. Yeah, it does it, a weird thing. And
1: you have like cam- You have like things like camera access, you can know, yeah. so just access your camera. There's through. so
2: much more you can do with these droid phones than with an iPhone. I mean, it's a big goddamn difference. I'm about to jump over. Yeah, yeah, I hate my iPhone. Well, I don't hate the iPhone. It's just too small. The the screen is just when you compare it even to the Galaxy S4, it's just too small. They Just need to catch up. They need to catch up. I don't think they're going to. The thing that I one of the other reasons why I wanted to try a Droid out is because when I if when I'm honest and I look at it. I think Apple makes the greatest computers on earth. I don't see myself right. switching from the Apple laptops. I've tried Windows. I think they're too vulnerable. I know I know Mac is vulnerable as well. I don't think it's as vulnerable. And I just think it's higher quality. I think they work better. If I was on a budget, fuck yeah, I'd get a laptop from Windows. I'd get a, like a Lenovo or something like that. There's some good brands. Mm-hmm. But if you can afford it, Apple's are better. But then I see all the different people that are working on phones and I go, you know what? I don't see it with phones anymore. With phones, I see too many companies that are working on Android. Too many. There's too much competition. They're, they're constantly innovating. They're constantly ca- cranking out new phones. They have new features. They have new camera megapixels. Like, what is this megapixels on this fucking camera? I
1: don't know. It's pretty good. Though. Some
2: insane, like 12 or some shit like that. I don't even know what it is. I but...
1: do think I like the iPhone's camera a lot better, though. Do you? Yeah, after using it a lot, iPhone's... do you fuck with
2: the settings though?
1: Well, I have iPhone 5s, and the camera they they have a really nice lens in this one, and I think it's, yeah, it's way better than the. Uh, I've been taking test shoots and mm. and stuff like that. Still better, I think.
2: <sighs> That's too bad. Why don't they come out with a bigger fucking phone? I would go back. It's coming. Cunt bags. I bet. I bet it's coming. Dirty bitches. Get I, it together.
1: I actually talked to somebody that. Uh, uh, knows, like, their friend works for Apple. you going to get him fired. I don't know the the, the person in gonna, real life. I was just talking fired. to him, and he's like, yeah, his he's saying, like, how just sad it is right now. At oh, Apple. really? It's just, like, everyone that even works there is kind of not just excited. They peaked? And, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. With, when a guy like Steve Jobs is not alive anymore, things are going to get weird. Mm-hmm. That guy was, like, a, a primal force. He was, like, a force of nature. I mean, the guy literally lived and breathed that company. And when a guy like that, I mean, he only took, like, a dollar in salary every year. I mean, he was like a maniac, you know? He lived for that fucking company. Yeah. And everybody says that he was a cunt and, like, he would yell at employees and shit. But could you imagine if you were, like, an incredibly obsessed motherfucker and your employees were just regular people just going to work? You're like, yeah, they ain't got to cut it. <laughs> man. Right. You know, you got to be obsessed like me. and like, God's an asshole. And he is an asshole. You know, if people are having a job, they shouldn't have to work 90 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Okay? But there's some companies that like, demand crazy shit like that. And then eventually employees, like, wake up and go, what the fuck am I doing? Speaking of which, Cliffy B's coming on the podcast. Yeah, He'll be on soon. Speaking of free agents.
1: Uh, there's, it, a, there's an app that I don't wa- want to talk about. But... Don't talk
2: about it then, bitch. All right. Put his picture up on the screen. <laughs> what the fuck
1: is wrong with there's you? Some... Got it. All right. What's Off wrong? The air, I want to tell you about okay. it. Okay. It's just it's I, you, everyone else is going to talk about it very soon, so I don't know if we should even. What's wait. the issue? It's just uh, it's just one of these apps that you know, as a guy, you can't use, but girls can. And I've been trying to hack the system, like make fa- Facebook pages and all this stuff, just so I can. Be we'll able talk. To we'll, it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're all, talking we'll about.
2: We'll talk. We'll talk about this afterwards. Son yes. of a bitch! I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, Justin Foster, what has the, um, the, the process been like of uh, moving from Dallas to L.A.? And do, was, was there any hiccups along the way?
3: It was just frustrating at first. Um, because, I mean, like moving as a comic, because, you know, when you're in a place for so long and you're used to regular stage time, you're used to doing, you know, and then you come here and it's like, at fr- and, you know, at first it's like two minutes at a coffee shop and then waiting around two hours to do three minutes. So that was kind of frustrating. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to be up more, right? I guess, and then after, but then after a while, you okay. This is the spots
2: that you hit and everything. Did you feel like was there any point in time where you felt like you know what? I'm just fucking spinning my wheels. I got to get back to Texas. I got to get back to Texas and try to. No, there was a couple of times when I came really close, money wise. I'm like, fuck, I'm running out
3: of money, and I don't want to be homeless. But then something would something would come up, and and I felt. That there was more of a challenge here because you do have to start over, I believe, as a comic. When you're anywhere else in the country, when you come to LA, you have to start, unless you're already established TV and yeah. shit, which I'm not. You have to start over from the beginning, and I kind of hated slash enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, even when I was on TV, when I came here, I was already on TV uh-huh. and I had a audition at the store. I didn't get passed, I was a non paid regular. Really? for a few months and then I finally got uh, paid regular status and I got like late night spots but yeah you gotta pay your dues man I didn't give a shit if you had a sitcom no one gives a
3: fuck how long you've been doing it in, in what other town if you're not doing it in LA you're not really doing it
2: yeah yeah it's a different thing it's also there's so many people out here they can't just trust you that you're good right you know yeah it's just too, just too many. I mean, you're going to go up at the comedy store or the Laugh Factory. There's going to be 10 guys that have been on movies, TV shows, and back to back to back to back to back, and it all doing 15 minutes, you know. And you want your 15 minutes? you got to earn that shit. Right,
3: exactly. And so it's easy to get frustrated at first and go, oh, fuck this. I'm going back home. But then everybody I talked to was like, you
2: just gotta, you just got to fight through all that shit. How long you been here now? Almost two. Two years. Yeah. You got to do one of our ice house shows. I'd love to. I love
3: that place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll probably do one. um, Not next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday coming up, but next Wednesday. Cool. Most likely, if I uh, if I got the time. Um, but can the, I bring
1: up the new show that I'm doing at the Ice House it's yeah. really exciting it's this new show called Thunder Pussy that I do at G- <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. it's
2: called Thunder Pussy yeah, it's who with, are you doing it with
1: uh, Jeremiah Watkins a very funny comic he's, ah. been, he's been doing this show for a while in Hollywood and I got to do it once and I'm like we, we need what to make is this it? big uh, what we do is we take seven comics and then we all go up on stage and people from the audience yell out like things, like like uh, microwave. And then we kind of have to try to just make up comedy right. on the spot, but it's a live podcast also, so it's one of the first, because uh, comics have been asking me for a while, or people have been asking me for a while to put a podcast up that shows stand-up comedy, and it's like no one wants to throw their, their material away like that. So this is a perfect way for that comics to go on stage Kind of show their improv skills, you know, and, right. and, and right. Uh, they don't care if it's online. And I've been getting a lot of new material from it from doing it, you know. Like I, have got two new bits off just people yelling shit out. <laughs> yeah,
2: airline totally food. Got it. Yeah, that it's- totally makes sense. Especially like I used to do that uh, after shows. Question I used to do Q and As, but the problem with that is like you've already done like an hour and ten minutes of actual comedy, then mm-hmm. trying to make some funny out of the Q and A. Like sometimes it'd be a drop off. They'd be like crushing crushing you know everything was laugh 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 and then question answer was like dragged out and right. weird and you didn't know how to end it and then you ended it and people went, like, oh is that good <laughs> <I don't know." laughs> it was great for an hour and 10 minutes and then it just became you know you'd be fucking good at that joke yeah, I would do it. I'll Thunder definitely Pussy? do it. Oh, sweet. That'd when awesome. when do you guys do it? When uh, we, do we do, we it? do it?
1: Uh, usually it's Friday. We have Ice House Chronicles, you know. But now we're doing every other Friday. We're doing Thunder Pussy. So, but we'll do it whenever you want to do it. Uh, we yeah, be- I don't
2: know if Friday will ever work. Uh, like a lot of times or Friday, I mean, we'll I'm working. Or but but we'll do it one yeah. one day eventually. Yeah. But. Um, I'm gonna do it so high I can't talk.
1: Yeah, that's how I do it. I get I get so uh, drunk
2: and uh, <laughs> and I'm stoned,
1: and then I just go crazy. And it's fun because I've gotten so much. It's it's a fun show, man. Yeah, it's it real, seems that like like fun. The yeah.
2: place to put yourself when you know you don't have an act to remember. Right. That'd be the perfect place to put yourself. No stress. And knowing you're only going to be up there for like five minutes or ten minutes or whatever the fuck it is. And if
3: you fuck up, it's like, well, you guys should have picked something better to yell out.
2: Yeah,
1: and if you fuck up, that's exactly right. Well, you know. This is on y'all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, you you can have some fun times doing that with the right crowds too, especially if the crowd like develops like a feel for it mm-hmm. and who's the kid who you do it with again jeremy watkins very funny guy you where's know, he from
1: he's got a strong uh background i believe he's from california but uh he's got a strong improv background yeah
3: and... he was on my podcast like last week oh really
1: yeah, oh so, yeah what's your podcast you
2: got a podcast too Everyone's got. i podcast. figured there
3: wasn't enough uh, uh comics in la doing podcasts I yeah there's no one
2: you're amazing no, how'd you figure it's... out how to do it <laughs> <laughs> just figures it was an death market uh, <laughs> what's it called uh foster the podcast Foster the podcast. Yeah. That's a good, kind of double entendre.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's basically just people come on and tell like a really quick, awful <laughs> story that most of them aren't comfortable with telling.
2: That's what you're... Uh, that's it. That's all it is? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's
3: like 15 to 20 minutes.
2: Why do you always do that? That's just It what, just entertains.
3: Just, it's it's funny to see and hear shit because like, you think, oh, I've heard everything. And then somebody else will come on and you be
2: like, oh, okay, I haven't. Do you worry that you're going to run out of, like, people coming up with crazy stories, though? No. Never? No, not in this Is town. Is possible? <laughs> in this fucking town. Not in this town. Well, p- plus, if people find out that there's a venue for something like that.
3: Yeah. That's
2: great. All right, Foster the Podcast. That's so they're plan. real quick ones.
3: Yeah, I think the longest one was, like, 30 minutes.
1: It's great.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll get you on a nice House Chronicle. I remember Perfect. you were really funny when we saw you in Texas. No, Thanks. Did you, you don't <laughs> suck now? Do you? No, no, actually. <laughs> Did you get better? I've actually no? gotten better. Yeah, Come and that's on. another thing.
3: Being out here too, it makes you uh, it makes you better.
2: Yeah. Well, you got to be inspired. Yeah. you're Out here, there's so, there's so many great comics. We can get comfortable.
3: Yeah, with doing the can. same set all over and over, and then kind of moving to a new place. Like, all right, I got to step it up a little bit.
2: So, you can get comfortable at any time. Fuck yeah. I'm constantly terrified of that. That's uh, important. Like, ever whenever I do something after it's done, I fucking hate it. Cause I'm on to the next thing. All right, so I'm all, like hypercritical about it. Like, uh oh, get it away from me, and then right. move on to the next one. And that like motivates me every time to make the next one better, whether I get there or not. Arguable, you know. Sometimes it's just like you got to figure out like what topics have the most juice in them. You know, like you might have like a lot of material, but there's topics that just don't have the same people, are just not as interested in as like other ones. Right. You know, and you find one that like really like hits a high interest level, and then you could juice it up with, like, big laughs, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got a bunch of things going on. People are excited that you're talking about it, and then it's got a lot of funny laughs. And then there's other ones you're, like, trying to convince people of.
3: Where you feel like it's forced. Yeah, sometimes.
2: Yeah. And sometimes I think they're funny, but other people don't see my sense of humor, they it's not as fucked up as me, or whatever it is. Right. And then I drag them through this dark alley that they don't want to go to after I, like, send them down this beautiful flower-filled <laughs> road for a half an hour. And then I'm like, hey, take a left with me. And they're like, and, oh. Yeah, let's talk about child molestation in TV commercial <laughs> <What? laughs> look the baby he has a beard he's driving a car with a grown woman what do you think's happening here yeah there's uh but stand-up comedy is just such a fucking open-ended thing it's one of my favorite parts about it so you never know where your next idea is going to come from you never know where your you know your next big bit's gonna come from what it's gonna be about right do you write like as far as like stand up, do you write stand up in joke form, or do you write blogs and pull stand up out? No ad lib shit. I,
3: I still do like pen and paper in the morning at the coffee shop. Right, you know, writing. I try to go backwards of stuff because when you first start, I feel it's like joke, 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 and then mm-hmm. after a while, you're like, okay, now I can actually go back and revisit some things and put into joke form. Right, that was a little, you know, people weren't really didn't really want to hear in the beginning.
2: Yeah, yeah, some sometimes you have like a good premise but your your skills are so shitty. You right. can't turn that good premise into a bit. Right, like I
3: like I'm doing something now. Like if I would have tr- like about b- when I was young, I was in a uh, mental hospital for depression. If I would have tried really? to do that bit a year in, it oh, would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Especially now- if
2: you try to do it in Texas. Right, and now you <laughs> right. Oh, you're depressed. You couldn't right. suck enough dick. Where, <laughs> <Yeah>. where? <laughs> 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 How much dick you suck when you're in that hospital?
3: And then now it's like, well, I'm just open with it because I don't give a fuck anymore. You open you know, with that? I did the other night. Wow. It's Like, well, oh, here it is. Here's the thing.
2: Wow. Why were you in a mental hospital?
3: I was just severely depressed. How old were you? Uh, I was like 13, 14. Wow. Yeah. Damn. It's just real, yeah. And so, and, but, like, but trying to talk about it in the beginning, people would never go along with it. And now you're like, okay, it's, kinda, it's okay now, here's this thing.
2: Did you know then that you wanted to be a stand-up?
3: Uh, my mom tells this story And I don't remember this But when I was in second grade I was like an awful Fucking student And the teacher was like If he doesn't get it together The only job He's gonna be able to do Is like a stand up comedian Bam Yeah Perfect And uh Yeah So Best so I know. guess deep down Yeah I, Maybe by default I don't know
2: That's the worst motivation ever If he doesn't get it right. together He's gonna have the greatest job In the history of the <laughs> world Right, <history. laughs> right.
1: Yeah. right. He could sleep in Whenever he wants Fuck cur- and drink every night Right
2: <laughs> You're gonna have fun You're gonna make people laugh In a way that very few people Ever get to experience In their life And you're gonna get to do it Twice a night on the weekends Right
3: and <laughs> Never have a nine to five poor yeah, you.
2: Like people don't know. Like I did um, I just did Edmonton, this uh, River Creek Casino. It's like eighteen hundred people mobbed. The laughs that come off of eighteen hundred right. people when they're howling Gosh. and you're killing, it's electric. You're fucking you you get goosebumps on your goosebumps. You're invincible. Well, it's just you feel great and they feel great. You feel like it's a good exchange. Like right. you're happy that they're laughing. You know, it's like it's an honest Happy, happy exchange, and you get to make it all happen. Like they're sitting down there and they're watching, and you get you, you get to make it all happen and watch the results instantly. Yeah, and as, as long as you keep working at it, as long as you keep writing, you know, you're gonna have some good sets and some bad sets, and you're gonna have some good bits and some bad bits. And if you put out ten CDs one of them you're not going to like that much right. or two of them or someone is going to be a fan they're like yeah i didn't like that one justin it was right. just something about it you were all fucking weird and <laughs> talking about flowers right. you know <laughs> but if but over and all if you have the right mindset and you continue to create and you continue to write and perform it just keeps happening it just keeps happening if you give it what it needs you feed what it you know what it needs it keeps it keeps happening yeah and there's a lot of guys that are, like, are perfect examples of that. Like Burr. Like Bill Burr did an Ice House show last week, last Wednesday. All new stuff. Fucks yeah. around on stage. He's always fucking around. Always writing. And he had a really good point about writing, too. He's like, you should be able to come up with an hour a year. Because really all that is is 10 minutes a month.
3: Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's another guy just watching him. Like Even like just working
2: shit out. that's like, yeah. fucking brilliant. 10 minutes a month is 120 minutes a year. So if you wrote, yeah, I get, yeah. So if you wrote one good joke a week, 12 months, 10 I, minutes a month, yeah. 120 minutes a year. I do about that?
1: Yeah, yeah she you don't do that.
2: 8 to 10. <laughs> Stop. Shit, your you fucking haven't lying. seen me in a while. Stop your fucking lying. Yeah, you, know, you know, you have some good ideas, but you know, the reality of bits is they're never done. You got to keep chopping away at them and editing them and so what you say is like 45 minutes, it's really 15. It's 15 monster minutes. That's what, th- when I have a, an hour. Especially when you're
3: bombing. If I have an hour, yeah. I don't
2: really have an hour. When I have an hour, if I have an hour, I have 25 minutes of murder. Right. And I could I can turn that into an hour. Red the way. Or I can chop it into an assassinating 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sometimes extend.
1: Joe, you haven't seen me in a long oh, time. I'm sure you got way better and probably <laughs> the greatest comedian ever now. No, no, I'm just saying you don't know, even know my I material. saw you two weeks ago, bitch. No, you did saw you at the Ice House. You yeah, you set. saw me, but you didn't see me do my set. Oh, I saw-
3: <laughs> you saw audience members yelling I mean, out subjects to him. Like as, an
2: adju- as an I, got the, I got the the report back from the um, comedy American Comedy Company. Oh, I the report. Oh, cool. I did awesome. Yeah, I heard you did good. I did really good. I did awesome. <laughs> I really did. I did awesome. I believe you.
1: No, I did. Yeah, if you don't believe me, ask Justin. I they said I believed you. Uh, so, and heard Sunday night was a little rough. Oh, my guest sets. The guests that were different, I'm in front of Brian Callen's crowd.
2: I just said I heard something that was a little
1: rough. Yeah, okay, Joe. So you know when there's somebody there to see you, and then if there's somebody, other comic, just comes on stage that's not their crowd, you know it's going to be a little weird sometimes when you mix certain crowds with certain Well, if
2: people don't know you. Exactly. And I think with you, like we've already talked about this before, you get this Willy Wonka golden ticket where people already know you when you're starting out. Right. It's There's pressure in that, and then, then it's also... It's also easier that way too.
1: Yeah, but if you have a Sunday 8 o'clock show, it's not your audience and it's somebody else's audience that knows you from Hangover, and there's a lot of couples there that probably don't want to hear about <laughs> fucking dolphins and comb and, and shit like well, that. There's a lot of people that don't want
2: to he- hear about those things. That's the beautiful thing about performing for people that don't know you. You know, one of the good things about doing like pop in shows, like think, one thing that a lot of comics like to do is they like to go up on a show where people are not coming to see them. Because mm. that way they'll get a more honest reaction. Sure. And sometimes it'll make you cultivate your bits for a new mind or for a new ear. You know, someone who hasn't seen your your stuff before.
1: But I also did five shows in the weekend, and all of them were amazing sets. So so amazing that that the owner of the club wrote a
2: three page letter
1: recommending me you're to Brian, other clubs. Don't
2: brag, please. It's so gross. No, but you're just saying. I hear, I, it, I hear you're it pretty it much doing online. And just said, hey, you did just, shitty no, in San I didn't Diego. Say you did shitty. That's what
1: you were, Look, you were saying. I, wh- what
2: I was going to say is I. Heard heard Sunday night was rough for not just you. It was it was rough for a lot of other yeah. people, too. Yeah. Right? It was. Those shows, are, they can be rough. Mm. Those are good for you. I oh, dude, they don't, nothing set. will
3: make you stronger than just eating dick for 25 minutes. A, a
2: good rough set is not Ugh. bad. But, but I heard you rough. did very well. But Callan said you did very well. But it's kind of gross to, like, brag about the owner saying you did so awesome. Oh, I'm like, just saying that I, I did good this weekend. I, I, I believe you, but, you know...
1: And a lot of my set, you're saying I only have a 15-minute set. You haven't seen me do any of my set for probably two months. I say you only have
2: months. a 15-minute <laughs> set. I said if you say you have 50 new minutes, you really have 45 minutes means, in my eyes, 15 minutes. It means like you chop out a half an hour always because what, how much of it is your best stuff? How much of it is stuff that you're really happy with? How much of it needs to be edited down? That's just how I look at material, period. And that's right. what I said about myself. If I have an hour, I don't have an hour. I have 25 minutes of murder. Right. That's what you have. You, have you, cho- you chop things up. And as you build up more time, like that's why the difference between right after you release a special, the new hour that you work on, in the beginning, man, if it's an hour, it might only be like 15 minutes that you really love. You know, yeah. it might be like a lot of other stuff that you're like ham and egg and song and dancing. And then as time goes on, you start stacking and adding, and then it becomes something that you're really proud of. That's a process you haven't gone through yet. You haven't gone through the editing process. You haven't gone through the process of creating an hour, chopping it down, eliminating certain bits, and then stretching it out to a real legit beginning to end professional hour. It takes a lot of work. I have about an hour 20 minutes
1: now. So I would say I have like what you're saying Joe's if, face. Uh, uh, well I mean as an example here's what here's a bit I I know. I know I have a bit dolphin bit that I can do a 13 minute thing, an 8 minute thing or a 5 minute thing. When I do the 5 minute thing it's like me rushing it, the whole thing and
2: and well, you shouldn't rush everything. You don't jokes. have to rush it.
1: The 7 or 8 minute one is a good edited version, but the 13 minute one is more fr- like free. It's kind of like one of your old school bits, you know, where it's like very comfortable to be in this playground and when I go to the the to the joke, to the tag, to the tag. It's very comfortable doing uh-huh. the 13 minute one. But I do all three. Like every week I do at least one of those different versions, but it's always the 13 one that's really like, all right, that's a, the one that you need to do. But So I have censored and edited
2: different bits. It just depends on the show, how much time I have. Okay, look, have. Brian, we all have different standards of editing. and We all have different what we think are you know legit bits and what we think are not legit bits. And what I think is a legit bit and you think is a legit bit is probably going to be very different. I don't want to judge your material, and I want to sit and break down your act and right. tell you what you should or shouldn't do. But people have a problem when you start saying how... This is awesome, and you did so great. No, and I did I, wants did. I had great the, shows. The, 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 is what I'm the, saying, the club owners writing letters for you, and That's you haven't not- seen me. I'm doing awesome now. The, I, I saw you recently. I mean, it wasn't that long ago? It was a, you did Vancouver with me. That was a couple of months ago. That's not that long ago. Vancouver. Yeah, did a theater in Vancouver. It wasn't that long ago? Um, August. Yeah, four months ago. Exactly. It's a few months ago.
3: you Ever a bit just not work for no reason? It just stops yeah. working. Like a just oh, yeah. kills all. It just stops.
2: Yeah, for sure. If you don't feel like it's um, you could you could have a bit that it doesn't. You don't feel like it works anymore. Like it's not funny to you anymore. Right. Like it might have worked in the beginning because you you saw the humor in it, and then that adds that adds like a certain amount of push to a bit. And if you all of a sudden decide that it's not for me anymore, but it still works, I'll keep doing it. But. They can sense it. Well, yeah. Joe, That's I why did, I did good in Vancouver.
1: About. What are you talking about?
2: I didn't say anything <laughs> about you doing in Vancouver. Say, I just Brian, stop like Vancouver. making this about you, man. Come on. All right. I don't
1: know why you're thinking I'm making it about you. You. Just, tra-
2: you just changed the subject. We were talking about creating right. bits, and out of nowhere, you're like, I did good in Vancouver. You exactly made it about you.
1: Well, you just made it as a reference. Like I just saw you four months ago. I'm Meaning, saying I, I just saw you. Saw you. Four months ago, and you what, look, good.
2: come on, man. How much better did you get in four months? Did you get better in four so, months?
1: What I just said. No, but, I don't
2: want to talk about this, Brian. You just, right, so just, just interrupted a goddamn conversation right. where we're talking about stand-up comedy to make it about you. <laughs> That's what you just did. We had gotten done talking about you. We talked about you for a long time, and then we started talking about creating bits, and then you started, whoa, I was... Uh,
1: but I did good in Vancouver. So
2: fucking what? Jesus Christ, But your point man. was that
1: I didn't do good in Vancouver.
2: You did okay in Vancouver. You were downstairs. I saw you. you. Myself? No, I saw you, Brian, and it was four months ago. I saw it. You're saying you're doing so much better now. I mean, how much better did you really get in four months? I, I did good in
1: Vancouver is what I'm
2: saying. Okay. So I saw that. Okay. Right? We're good. <sighs> Don't get too attached, man. Don't you, you know defining yourself like that and it's it's always ugly.
1: What? You mean defending myself or defining? Defining.
2: You're defining yourself as being good. It's not defending, Brian.
1: I've said I had a good set. I'm not saying I'm amazing. Like I'm not saying, "Hey, I am the best comic in the world." I'm not saying that.
2: You wanted to talk I'm about, about I had you had being good. I'm saying I had good sets.
1: I'm saying I had good sets. Mm.
2: Do you, do you not see the distasteful aspect of that that, that, that people would find that uncomfortable? What,
1: that I had a good set? No. You, know, you keep
2: talking about it. What do you mean talking
1: about it? I'm not.
2: You just fucking interrupted to say you did great in Vancouver. I interrupted
1: um, uh, 20 seconds after you saying something about me. I said I saw you. I
2: didn't say it was bad. I didn't say anything.
1: Well, you just said you you think you've you've done better than Vancouver. You think you've done that big of an improvement in four months. That's saying that I wasn't doing good in Vancouver. No, it's not. It's
2: saying I saw you in Vancouver. That's what it's saying. Never mind. Sorry. It's not saying that you weren't good in Vancouver. You're adding that yourself. I said I saw you four months ago. So if I saw you four months ago, roughly, I know like what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and you're, what you're getting at is I didn't do good in Vancouver. That's
2: not what I said. I said I saw it. You're saying you're doing so great. I'm like, I saw you four months ago. That's what I saw.
1: Well, you might want to re-listen to it because how you said it really bullshit Doesn't, wasn't clear
2: no because brian i don't like when you want to talk about yourself and how <laughs> great you do I'm not trying to talk it's uncomfortable
1: about i'm not trying to talk about myself you man. Just I'm to, you, you just start,
2: did you just You
1: started this by saying that i heard i had a report back in san diego so no. i know how you, good you did no
2: it started by you telling me how great everything went i had a good set and that's when i said i heard that sunday knife was kind of rough i heard it was rough right it wasn't just rough for you it was rough for other people Okay,
1: but it was were, a weird you show. You were looking at me and saying, uh, "I heard it was rough." Tell it, the truth. When it's rough, it I tell
2: the truth. Right. When I have a rough show, I tell the truth. I don't Yo, just tell you everything is great. I, I tell you about dick one shitty in Vegas show the other well,
3: night for thirty minutes. Where straight. were you? Oh, having a rough where set were you? though. It's getting booed. Uh, I was doing the the dirty at uh, twelve thirty show, which is fucking. It's Southport Casino, and it's a great room. It's a great crowd, but I just fucking they weren't feel It was like one o'clock in the morning, and I fucking bombed. For, it, it's like it felt like an hour and a half.
2: Those are hard shows, man. Yeah. Those late night shows. Late night shows are hard, especially if nobody knows you from anything. Yeah. They don't want to see you. <laughs> nothing wrong with bombing. It's good for you. Yeah. You know, it sucks at the time, but goddamn, you get something out of that. Yeah. You learn. My, my biggest g- jumps I've ever made in my entire career was for bombing. Yeah. For sure. It just makes you
3: reevaluate everything.
2: It makes you want to fucking jump off, jump of off a bridge.
3: You ever quit on stage? Like, all right, this is it. It's my last fucking show. Yeah, I quit
2: No, never quit. Like, this is my last show, but I walked off before my time, Oh, really?
3: So. Yeah. I'm always, like, mentally in my head, I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah.
2: It can, it can fucking get rough, dude. It can get rough. I mean, that's one of the reasons why it's such an emotionally taxing job. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why people have so much of a hard time doing it. It's one of the reasons why people quit, too. They'll start off, they'll have a lot of good momentum, and then they just bail on it. They just can't take it anymore.
3: You think once it becomes like a business, that's when it, it, it gets... Because when you're in the beginning, you're doing it for fun, and you're kind of going up in between your restaurant jobs. So there's really not a once you like it becomes a job, I think it's when it's like, fuck.
2: You should, It should never be a job. If it's a job, you're fucking up.
3: Well, if you have to make money off of it.
2: Yeah, if it's a job, you're fucking up. If it's a job, you're... I mean, even if you have to make money off of it... You can't just think of it as a, it's got to be an art form, or, or it's never going to work. Right? If it's not something that you're in, excited and connected to creating, you know, and something that you're 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 passionate about molding and putting together on stage, I don't think it's ever going to work. If you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to punch in and <laughs> right. tell those yeah, old yeah, jokes. Yeah. There's nothing better than like having
3: a new joke and like just being so excited, like I have to go on stage tonight and tell it. Like that's yeah. to me,
2: anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah it can get it can get really thrilling, you know. It's it's a wild thing to do with your time, man. Come up with some shit that you think is gonna make people laugh. There's a distasteful feeling in this room. <laughs> Feel it. Got a little carried away over there, Brian. Sorry. It's all right, buddy. Happens. Just gotta recognize how other people would interact. Like how other people would respond to people. Like, whenever you say you're really good at anything or doing great at anything, man, there's a way to do that. I've said I had a good set. I didn't say I was great at. It. There's a way to do that, and there's a way to not do that. It's not just that you said you had a good set. You were talking about the manager writing you a letter and saying you did so awesome. I said i had a good set. I know, but you see that where that is, it's like. Well, you're, if if you're if, sticking if, that in people's faces, you got to be careful. Okay. I mean, am I, am I wrong? After
1: you just said I had a bad set. Said, it I was heard, rough I, on Sunday. I, I got a report card. I heard it wasn't just you. Sunday.
2: It wasn't just you. I heard uh, several people on that show didn't do very well. I heard it was tough. I'm saying you got to be honest about that, too.
1: I am mean, I'm honest. I'm saying that. You know what, though? When I got off stage, people clapped. It wasn't like I had a bad set They're where no one was like,
2: ugh. They were happy you were done. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Now you're just now you're just flipping the fish. Uh,
2: look, I had to say that, Brian. I can't just let you brag. I have to. I have to stop you for your own good. I wasn't bragging, <sighs> Justin Foster. Do you know what bragging sounds like? I don't know. You're the neck of the woods. Do they have different different handles on what bragging is?
3: I <sighs> did get weird for a second. <laughs> it got real weird for a second. I feel like when, like when mom and dad fight, they just get real quiet.
2: Well, you know what it is, man? It's like there's a lot riding on success and failure on stage. Yeah. And, you know, when you're doing well, which Brian's doing well, you, you want to let people know you're doing well. <laughs> it's what it is. It's normal.
1: You just got to be careful about it. I said that stuff after you said what you said. I didn't say that. I don't know beforehand. if that's true.
2: I don't know if that's true, and I don't think you do either. I don't really remember I d- what happened. 100% what it is. I think you were saying how great it went, and I said I heard Sunday night was rough. And then I said, no, it wasn't rough. I had a good weekend. I had good sets.
1: Justin even said I wrote blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 Right, blah. But,
2: but I said that I heard that Sunday night was rough, and it was rough. And I would, if you said that to me, I would be like, oh yeah, I kind of ate dick on Sunday. Sunday, I just couldn't feel it. They weren't feeling me. But that's not what you did. You, you went on to discuss. But I didn't
1: eat a dick Sunday. I had a I had a C plus set. I had a middle of the line normal set. Nothing to write home about. Nothing that went oh that was horrible.
2: People didn't boo you? No,
1: no one booed me once. No. Are oh, they groaned?
2: Is that what they did?
1: Yes, a woman groaned when I was talking about <laughs> fucking a dolphin. I think that's something that a woman would. That do. warrants oh, all <laughs> those women. I I have the whole thing on tape. If you want, I don't to, want like, to proof. listen to the fucking
2: tape. Criminy. <laughs> No, I don't need any proof, man. I mean, my point wasn't whether or not you were doing good or not doing good. My point was whether we discuss it on a podcast like that. I know. Let's move on. I'm trying. Can't think about anything else.
1: You could see the hilarity of, of my horrible you. set tomorrow at the Irvine Improv. Oh,
2: I like how you worked that in.
1: <laughs> you, you could d- moan at me and Little Esther and Tony Hinchcliffe and Saratiana. Oh, how dare you. That's a good show. <laughs> It's a great show.
2: Tony Hinchcliffe was with me at Irvine uh, all last weekend. Fucking kids getting funny. He's really great. funny bit, man. It's a great that, room too. I don't want to say anything with that thrift store bit. I won't say anything about what the bit is, but okay. that's fucking great, man. It's true too. Yeah, yeah. That Irvine Improv's fantastic. Oh, it's great. Do
1: you like it? Is that your favorite of uh, one of the Improvs around this town? It's like, a great club, man. Ever like the Ontario and the like all the other ones. Because we have, like, three really good improvs within, like, an hour and right. an hour and a half away.
2: It's... Yeah, there's a, t- there's a ton of them. There's the Hollywood one, which is always awesome. There's the Irvine. There's the Ontario, the Brea. They're all fantastic. They're all great. Yeah. Improvs are fucking amazing clubs, man. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, there's so many of them. They're all over the country. You know, a lot of people think that it's, like, kind of a, a chain thing. They're fucking up and ruining comedy. But they're also providing you a lot of goddamn work, Right. Man. There's work everywhere. There's work all over the country. The only thing that I don't like is if, like, they tell you that you're not supposed to work the other club in town or one of those deals. Yeah. That can be a problem. Do <laughs> they? Does that happen to you a lot? No, right, not to me. But either, other, but people. it happens to some people. Yeah, some some say. clubs. You know, they won't let you work the other club in right. town, and you know, and that's oh yeah, way. no, I know. <laughs> you have had that happen? Before? Yeah, for sure.
3: Texas? Uh, no, not in Texas. But uh, but I was saying it's like somebody like you, they, pro- they probably, it doesn't really. They're like, yeah, just, you know.
2: Yeah, if you can sell tickets, they'll right. let you slide with stuff. But th- if they felt like they can control you in some sort of a way, they sure. would definitely try to do it. I think it's um it's, you know, it's a natural business practice. They're trying to you know, they're trying to fucking lock it down, you know? Especially, like, if you're there on a week where no one's there, that's when it becomes readily apparent. Like, if you like the other side of town has a great comic, and then this side of town, you know, the the, the club's suffering, they have to decide what they're going to do. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to work one or the other, if you're working one and they're doing well, or you work in the other club and then the other club's doing well, like, they have to go, well, hey, well, we're sucking it right now, and we're sucking it because the guy that we hire is now over there working for our enemy. So right. what the fuck? Right, yeah. That's the problem when you got business, you know, business mixed with the idea of art. You know, it gets just fucking, it gets just problematic, but you can't be a socialist comedian either. Just give away your comedy for free. Right. Bring me food. I'll tell you jokes. Right. The show was basically over about 15 minutes ago. We're just droning on. Hopefully we can recover from this, Brian. What? I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not. This is I know. You're still mad about the rails. It. I'm not mad at all. But this thing went off the rails. I'm the one who has to sort of like turn it into a podcast. You know? People love
1: this shit anyways. So.
2: Some people love this shit. Those people are annoying. <laughs> and those, those people are responding to me on Twitter. And guess what, cunties? I'm all just going to block you. Don't jump in. Oh, look. I'm going to block this guy. He's got a fucking swastika on his logo. Jesus yeah. Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, fuckface. Gotta block ya. <laughs> it's his logo? Yeah, he's got a fucking swastika. He's putting it out there. I don't
1: know how, like, YouTube, there was a... Somebody sent me a video, and I don't even want to see what the name... It was Inward <laughs> Music Video Time... Times two or something like that. What thing it was called? And it was just a guy dressed up like typical, like like almost racist black guy slave style. And the song was just inward, inward, inward. inward. And it was just it was a black guy doing it. So I think that maybe that's the only reason why it could stay on YouTube. But I was very shocked when people have like Twitter avatars and stuff. Like yeah, that, have, like really racist symbols. And I was like, how do they get away with that
2: shit? You could get away with a lot. If you're a black guy and you want to talk about black people, right? You know, you can get a lot. If you're a white guy and you want to talk about white people, but man, you—I uh, just don't. Yeah. Can't wear blackface and go to school, in right? Toronto. You can't be Mister T. <laughs> right. I wonder if the guy tried to. It was. I wonder if he was at a party or if wonder if he went to school as Mister T. God, I hope he didn't go to school. <laughs> Because I think it was a, a day, right? It was a, a it was a, a school day. The Halloween fell on right. Could he
3: get in trouble? Say he was at a, a house party with adults, and somebody snapped a picture of him. Could he yes. get? He could still get in trouble yes, for that, that's right? That's what I think probably happened. You think? Yeah, I don't think he would walk, stroll into class with black. I Pity
2: the fool. Maybe he did. <laughs> Maybe he's like, look, I'm Mr. T, right?
3: He's, and you that's know, ballsy.
2: He's yeah. at the, the the lounge. They're all <laughs> drinking coffee together. No one's like, talking to him. What the fuck, man? All the other
3: teachers are like, oh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna get into this today.
2: Yeah. They're like, you can't do that. Oh, come on. I pity the fool. <laughs> pity the fool. Isn't that funny that their guy, like, he's like one of the only guys that you associate with like a giant chunk of gold chains around your neck. Right. Like immediately you think of Mr. T. Like he made that his hook. Right. Like if a guy had more than one chain, you would go, What do you got a Mr. T starter kit? <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Some some guy if you were heckling him.
3: And you know the the chains were fate because the teacher couldn't afford that on a, on a right. teacher's salary. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: It seems like if this happened when the A-team was really popular, though, when it first came out in that time area, t- that wouldn't be a big deal. Right.
3: Now, you can't do anything, though, especially if you're a teacher. Like, my brother just got it. He had to delete his whole Facebook page. He's like, I'm not even going to take any fucking chances. Right. So that guy, should, he
2: should have known better. You can get in big trouble for almost anything. Yeah. Almost anything. If you, if you do anything that's non-PC outside of work, some girl got fired because uh, they took a picture on her Facebook of her boyfriend holding her tit. Yeah. And they let her go? Yeah, they fired her. She was a teacher. Fuck. Guy was holding her tit. I mean, he wasn't even like holding a nipple. He wasn't like pinching Just her grabbing her head. tit? Just squeezing like some bottom meat. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man? There's a weirdness going on in the world where people are just super fucking sensitive, super duper sensitive. And they want and the people
3: want to get other people in trouble, too. That's the thing. Everybody just wants to be the first to, like, catch somebody doing something and act. And be the first to, you know, get somebody fired.
2: Right. Yeah, that's the thing, too. They want to catch people and things. So there's a lot of miserable fucks out there working, right. stuck in jobs they don't like. And it just, uh, uh, they got this built up, uh, and if they can point it at you and get you in trouble for something... Because there's a whole bunch of rules that everybody's got to follow, and a lot of them are ridiculous rules. They feel better. Yeah, the PC police is just so out of control. But you know, in some ways, it's got to be there because if you're working, like, say, if you're a woman and you're working in some fucking office with some guy who tells dick jokes all the time and talks about fucking, like, you shouldn't have to f- deal with that. No, you, you shouldn't. shouldn't have to go in there. But but because there's douchebags that ruin that shit, then there's always going to be like you can't have a funny joke either. Like, sometimes someone's not a douchebag, but they have the funny thing to say, mm-hmm. and it's just the right time, right. and it's inappropriate, but you know they don't mean it, but they can get away with it. That's, like, the problem with humor. Like, in a, in a workplace, you can't take that chance.
3: I think it has to do a lot about who the person is, too. The charming you are, the more you can get away with. Yeah. The creepy guy at the office can say the same thing,
2: and, and people are like, oh, uh, no. It gets stifled. Yeah. You know, it gets stifled because it has to get stifled. Because if you just go free-range, wild, wild west style with your jokes, like you're doing a podcast or something. Right. You know, some people are going to get really fucking offended at you. But
3: who—but my question is, like, what—and here's what it was. It was probably a parent of a teacher that she had probably reprimanded who was like, oh, this—tell me how to raise my kids. Scrolling through a Facebook page and going— how dare a lady with a boyfriend with having fun tell me how to raise my kid?
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, that could definitely be it. Some woman doesn't yeah. want some fucking slut raising her children. Yeah. That could be it, or some chick who's just upset that she's hot enough for someone to grab her tit, and
3: she hasn't gotten laid since her fucking husband she's cheated fucking on her. Dirty yeah.
2: bitch, yeah. grabbing tit on Facebook. I'll show her. They could be that too. All right, Justin Foster. People can find you on Twitter. It's Justin Comic on Twitter. Yep. And uh, do you have a website too?
3: Yeah, Justincomic. Comic.
2: Justin Comic. .com. Yeah. You you were the only Justin Comic to scoop that shit up. I was the first. Yeah. There had to be somebody else who thought that up. So get you to buy it from me. Do you, do you <laughs> find that that may be an issue with people remembering the, the name Foster?
3: Uh, nah, I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely, Thanks for brother. being
2: here for a nice little hissy fit. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> we made up, buddy. Yeah. It was right. good. I was just trying to help everybody here, folks. I just have a a very strong opinion on certain things. I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't mean to. Just we smoke a little weed and sometimes we just talk. Sometimes shit goes awry. Just like a comedy set. Right, Justin Foster? Right. <laughs> All right, fuckers. We'll be back. <coughs> we'll be back soon. Lots of podcasts this week. Anna Kasparian. Did I say her name right? And um, also uh, Graham Hancock. And this episode is brought to you by Ting. If you go to rogan.ting.com, you will save 25 bucks off of any of their new, sweet, sleek, delicious Android devices. You're also brought to you by Hulu Plus. If you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Rogan, you can get a free trial and try it for two weeks. Try Hulu Plus for two weeks. HuluPlus.com forward forward slash Rogan. And thanks also to Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan. Save 10% off any and all supplements. Alright folks, we'll see you soon.